announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsiders Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. Outsider Show. I'm Leo. That's Mario. The heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chum, the anti-hero of the IWC. I, I, I. Your boy, Mr. Rated R. Ooh, ooh. And our third man ooh, ooh. from the broadcasting team. Uh-huh. He is the king of hamburger meat. Hamburger. He is the voice of the WWE Mark Organization. Hamburger. From Suplex City, bitch. Sammy! Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? How's everybody doing? Let me speak on this. Sammy Suplex is not in the building, but this is still the Lucha Outsider Show, episode 119. And if you missed anything on today's episode, make sure you download subscribe to the podcast version of the show. I just sound like we're going to be fancy Apple Podcast. Tune in on MaskyAppleRadio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your you podcast. You got it! You got it! You did that last week. It's kind of get old, bro. Okay, sorry. I didn't, I don't listen to the last week's show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah, that up a little bit. What's going on, people? I listen to it more than Sammy does, though. I mean, oh, kind geez. of a fact right there. Sam, what's up, brother? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? What a crazy Saturday we just had, right? You, you're via Skype? Yeah, he, yeah. he, he should have stayed where he was because then it looked nice. You know, he had like the little bar up on top where his head didn't look like he was bald all the way. So sit back there, Sammy. There you, there, you go. Go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Coming from. There you go. Yeah. Sam. Production value. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. What's up, people? This is the Lucha Outside. Let's, say, let's try that again one more Whoa. time. You know what? Let me get myself one of these. Congratulations. You played yourself. I think yourself. that's like the second one you've ever gotten. All right. This is episode 119 <laughs> of the Lucha Outsider Show. Um, and if you missed today anything on Watch today's party. episode... Make sure you subscribe and download the podcast version of the show. Mm-hmm. Make sure you leave us a five-star frog splash rating review. Comments, greetings to bear either one of us. It'll most likely be the old man, Leo. That guy. That guy, that guy up there. Um, Sammy. We're not making it in. So it was a very interesting Saturday, a very fun-filled Saturday. I thought they were going to both go at the same time. No one ever said that, bro. I know, but that's what everybody was saying. It's a setting. You're well, going to hit the Because, you know, you have these fickled fans. Fickle! There you go. Fickle! Fickle! You have these fickled fans, Fuck right? Fickle. You have these fickled fans that want to make this a war and like, oh, if you watch AEW, you're a fucking mark. Or if you watch WWE, you don't like wrestling. Like, yeah. Come on. We had two, well, technically three incredible shows. I have not watched New Japan uh, Royal Quest yet. It was on, exclusively on the Fight app. I wasn't going to pay for it because I was paying for All Out. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to wait until that shows up on the New Japan World app. But hey, TakeOver UK was amazing. Yep. All Out was amazing like even wrestling. though there's a lot of fickled fans and we're gonna break we're, we're down gonna get to that. yeah we're gonna break down uh, all out um 
So overall, yes, I thought All Out was a really entertaining, good show. I, I enjoyed myself. How about you, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was the best show they've put on so far from start to finish. I was highly entertained. Yeah, I had a nice little surprise with LAX showing up. Um, or, like, or like you like to say, the New York Ricans. <laughs> the New York Ricans. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. <laughs> Jericho's the new champ. Um, but, oh, before champ. before we get to that. Before, <laughs> before we get to that. Oh, boy. Yeah. You lost. You lost pretty, pretty. It, it wasn't a landslide loss, though. A 60. I had a couple, I had a couple you, a, a, Hey, hey, hey. Anybody that voted for New York Ricans, I got one of these for you. Congratulations. Uh, you played yourself. Listen, it, listen, it's okay, Sam. You're entitled to your own opinion. It like but it's a very generic name. Okay? Very generic. I know Morico is going to be worse. But... I, I mean... <laughs> I mean, hopefully that's not their name. I don't think they're going to go Attitude Era-esque, but it looks like they're going with PMP, which is uh, Powerful and, um, what is it, Powerful and Proud? Or Proud and Powerful? Powerful. No, no, they're going to go with PNP. Uh That's a political party in Puerto Rico. Hey, there you go. (laughs) Hey, you see what I tell you, Sam? These dudes are smart dudes. They ain't going to go with generic shit like the shit you came up with last week. By the way, he lost. On yeah. both Facebook and Instagram. Yes, he did. Sammy lost. Go ahead. Talk to <laughs> why, your people, Sam. Why are you so happy, Leo? <laughs> that was a shitty name. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> Shut up, Leo. You look like a shaved nutsack stop, right now. Stop, stop. You got nothing. Go ahead. Dale. <laughs> okay. So, AEW is a good show. Um, Unfortunately, we have mm-hmm. fickled fans, and we started the show with fickled yes. fans. Uh, one of the biggest critiques, and we're going to break down the card, but one of the biggest critiques that we got out of... Uh, all out mm. was the commentary and was it a perfect announced team commentary for the whole night no i never said it was perfect people started jumping on my neck and not only me a lot of people that praised the show was like oh well the commentary was horrendous jr can we, needs can to we retire. read the comments no we're not gonna okay. read no fucking comments we're not fucking doing that but what i will say is no one said that it was a perfect commentary yeah. booth. It was a big improvement compared to Double or Nothing. We're not going to count Fire Fit, Fighter Fest, and we're not going to count Fight for the Fallen because those are B-side shows. Yeah, This right. is a pay-per-view show. Comparing to Double or Nothing. That was like main event for WWE. All out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's night and day here, guys. Yeah. Alex Marvez being out of the commentary booth, that's a big improvement. They got their cameras together th- this, uh, uh, this time around. Like, the camera you work had, was you great. You had an actual director. And that I understand, listen, JR is not as crisp as he once was. We get all that. I'm not going to say that he's great. But he was still entertaining. Yes, I understand he he forgot Sean Spears' name, I think, like <laughs> twice. It's funny. But one thing I pay attention about commentary is, does the commentary take me out of the match? And one of my biggest critiques about Double or Nothing was the commentary uh, team from Double or Nothing at points of the show, took me out of the event. I can't say the same about All Out. Even with the little mistakes here and there, right, because it wasn't perfect, Mm -hmm. it didn't take me out of the show. I think JR is pretty entertaining. I think he's funny. He makes me laugh. And I know a lot of people are shitting on the guy, but, like, you got to understand, the dude is 67. He's not as crisp as he once was. Well, maybe he should retire. Don't you think that Cody Rhodes and the Khan family are trying to do a favor for JR? His wife passed away a couple of of years ago. They're trying to make him, call, like, they're trying to have him call matches. They're trying to have him have fun. Of like, course. Be, he ba- might, be back in the fold. And even with 
even if him not being on his A game, all right? Mm. I still if I still like his commentary yeah. and I think it's better than listen to some of the generic commentary on Raw. You Just got, being honest here. You got Jamie Rodriguez saying he really likes the new commentary and by the way we forgot to say happy birthday to Jamie last week when we were on. Happy belated Jamie. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Birthday, Jamie. What up to Ismail Baez and Millie uh, Cruz Rosa. But I think with JR he's turning into like he can't be your number one guy. You know what I mean? Like so you know how, how uh, the king was always like that comedic in the back like coming in. I think what you need to do is now when you're going to have Shivani be part of this, right? Have him be the number one and then JR come in as the number two. Because you're right, he is a little bit slower, but it didn't affect the show the way we watched the it show. It didn't affect no. the show at all. Sam, what's your thoughts? I feel like JR gets a pass just because of he's how JR. long he's been in the game. Um, I really, like you said, enjoyed the commentary. It didn't take me out of the match. Um, I, I think he's kind of funny with his little, <laughs> he's hilarious. he kind of like, you know, he's old, man. I know. And that's and, and like, people expect like attitude era Jr. Like they, he's not, yeah. listen, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. He's not as crisp as he once was, but is he like to the point where he's like, God, Jr. shut up. It, it, it goes back to, I remember a year ago. A little over a year ago, when they were criticizing Jr. during his New Japan commentary, I'm yeah, like, people were bitching yeah. about that. And I'm like, it didn't take away from the match. It didn't take away from me being entertained from the show. And I get it. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And I'm sure there's some people that might have felt like they got taken away from the match. Okay, but a little you, bit. you know, but what I he wasn't said? one of them. You know what he said? Everybody's about entitled that? to their own opinion. So, and and if you guys don't know, Jr. actually did speak about that. So what ended up happening was he wasn't there. For the for no 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 the, the, the original that, one they're criticizing him for the one that remember he for got hurt at okay okay remember the the one where Jay White and uh, oh, Juice yeah, Robinson yeah, yeah. okay they bumped to the there. rail they were criticizing because of that show but they criticized him even more for the first one where he didn't know half of the guys names where this and he explained dude I'm in a box trying to call a match where I'm used to hearing the fans and hearing the bumps and hearing this and hearing that like people just pick and choose on things that they want to argue about. And I, and also like enjoy it. And also, one thing I wanted to point out, like people are like, "Oh, well, Jr. didn't know some of the names," or like they called like Matt, Nick Jackson, whatever. Like, listen, we're gonna keep that same energy and criticize AEW for literally anything. Like the WWE announced team, besides the NXT, NXT UK, mm-hmm. like they're not perfect either. They've mispronounced names before. They've called Insiguri's drop kicks. Like, if we're yeah. gonna keep that same energy. Let's keep that same energy because the Raw announced team isn't perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Cole's botched multiple times on the mic over the years. And, and, and that's not even a dig at Michael Cole because I think Michael Cole gets a lot of hate. Mm. I think he's a good commentary when he's not overly produced. But he's got so much stuff in yes. his ear. Yes, he got so much stuff in his ear. So I don't want I don't want people, the WWE marks, to be like, oh, you're, now you're trying to defend it by digging at WWE. No, I'm not doing that. But what I'm trying to say, if we're going to keep that same energy on criticizing JR or the AEW commentary booth. Let's keep that same energy when Michael Cole botches shit too. Let's keep that same energy. The yeah. the JR commentary to me, in my opinion, didn't take take away me take away from me from what I was watching on TV. And I think visually, production work, camera work, yeah. and the commentary team was better than Double or Nothing. We're comparing two shows here. I'm not saying it's the best. I didn't think it was a perfect show, but it was a big improvement compared to Double or Nothing. Yeah, second pay-per-view and it, it looked great um i spent most of my friday evening watching the youtube uh road to all out videos and they're shot amazingly well it's almost like 
um, UFC Jace. It doesn't come off campy at all. It comes off very real. And I really like the product that they're putting out right now. So I'm really excited for what's going to come to the future of AEW and the show that they're going to be having on Wednesday nights. Oh, and it's going to be interesting what they're going to be able to do, too. Uh, you have here people on the chat. Uh, it seemed to me like Excalibur was the main guy last night. Did you feel the same way there, Sammy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think JR's role there is just to try to polish him up and get him mm -hmm. ready to really take over because I don't know how long JR is going to be around for. 67. Uh, not taking a dig at his health or mm -hmm. or anything, but you never know when he's just going to just hang it up and just retire and, yeah. you know, hang out in the back and just watch it from the monitor. But hang out in the back. definitely going to be the one moving forward that's going to be taking that announce team, you know, to the next level and years, years yeah. from now. So. And, and I know Mario's going to like this. Uh, Ismail Baez is saying Tony should be number one. Listen, uh, Tony Schiavone uh, is like the best kept secret. That dude's a national treasure. Uh, of course. If you heard, <laughs> he really is, man. He's fucking great. I'm a big fan of Tony Schiavone, and I'm looking forward to what Tony Schiavone does in AEW mm -hmm. come in October. Um, and and maybe we get to the point where JR starts like kind of moving to the back a little bit, and maybe just decides to call big matches. Yeah, it we could, could be. we could do that too with JR. And, because and, you have both of them, so you yes. can flip-flop them. Mm -hmm. They're still sitting there, but you could just flip-flop them. Um, Jamie, uh, he's saying he's teaching them. James Esponto said, what's up, guys? I share the stream. Guys, share the stream. Let the people know that we are here. Uh, and Ben Cliff is saying, what's up from the UK? What's up to everybody on the Facebook chat? I'd mm -hmm. um, like to remind you guys, if you miss anything on today's episode, make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast version of the Don't show. Day. Uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, everybody, Fancy Apple Podcasts, Tune in on MSCLabloadsRadio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast needs. That's the last time I'm gonna do that plug. Okay, just, good. just saying. Okay. It's the last We're time. good. We're good. <laughs> All right. Um, you want to start? Want to start breaking down the car, brother? Let's go. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Any Any other thing? Do you want to say before we start breaking down the card? Uh, no, ben that's... Cliff has a question. Did I hear Jr. call Excalibur King once? I missed that. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be. I wouldn't surprise. But see, that, that's the thing, though. Where's your crown? That, that, I think. I think. You know what's funny, Dern? Uh, and we're gonna go go through the car. But when Orange Cassidy made his appearance, right? What? Who one, is he? No, yeah, he goes like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. He goes like, "Who's that guy?" But okay. he's like, "Yeah, it's Orange Cassidy." Okay, but, but you but you <laughs> see what that does, right? To the casual <laughs> fan that doesn't know who Orange Cassidy is. It brings him up to date. But it's funny to me. You but know, I know. It's hilarious. Like, I, I just don't. We just got fickled fans. Everybody wants to nitpick at everything. Uh, everything. We have people here from Miami listening to us. And the number one heel, Sunil, who has some words to say about the show from last night, is also joining us. What's up, Sunil? Share the video. Um, let's break down the, the car. Let's start with the 21 uh, mm -hmm. Women's Battle Royale, Casino Battle Royale. Good. They did 21. Listen, I thought this battle royal was way better than the fucking shit that we got at Double or Nothing. Oh, of course. This battle royal was great. Yeah. I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, the show was overrated. Sunil, he just wrote that on there. So. Well, he's a WWE mark. He's a, you know, he, he hates anything that's not WWE. So, it's, you know, that's Sunil for you. I love you, Sunil. But I'm just calling a spade a spade. Come on, Sunil. Um, I thought that the, the 21 women's battle royal was a big improvement compared to what we got um, at Double or Nothing with the men's. The We talked about it yeah. um, around Double or Nothing, after Double or Nothing. We thought that that battle royal was one of the worst things I've ever seen in that my life. Terrible. It was all over the place. Yeah, it, it was horrible, but this was a big step to the right direction. Mm -hmm. um, we got a couple surprises there. We got ODB, ODB which yes. she got an amazing yes. pop. Yes, I popped. 
Uh, I popped to it. I, mm-hmm. I was always a big fan of her. We got Jazz in there. We got Tennille Dashwood. They didn't make a big deal of her being in the Battle Royal. I think it's because she signed an Impact. Yeah. And they kind of just worked out a but, deal to, to to bring her into the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it was cool seeing her. It was cool. You, you know, one of the things that I think made this different than the guys, uh, other than the obvious one, of course, but what you had here is the people coming in. It wasn't like they chose all the top uh, wrestlers to come in together. So, like, in the first batch, you had these girls. In the second one, you had uh, um, Awesome Kong. Was it second or third? Awesome Kong. And, and, like, it wasn't everybody at once. So you kind of had a way to show the stars and then the people coming in with them. Mm-hmm. So in, in the guys, it was, like, all over the place. Like, oh, who drew this? Who drew that? So, but this way, you were able to kind of show the people that you know and the people that you didn't know. So you can kind of work caught up right away. And you were emotionally invested. Sam? I still think that the concept is kind of weird. It's uh, different. How you got to draw cards. I thought it was really cool how they had Jake the Snake um, on the YouTube videos, kind of like handing out the cards as the dealer. Um, but as the match you know, progressed, I, I thought it was way better than the men's that we saw at, um, at uh, what was that, Double or Nothing. And, you know, we got Nyla Rose winning it. Um, you called so. it, brother. Yeah, congrats to her, and it was really cool seeing uh, ODB with her flask out there. You Uh know who I popped big time for? uh, Who the the competitor that draw the Joker, which is Mercedes Martinez. Oh man, I popped big for her. Um, A lot of these women that were in the the battle royal royal were women that I see as shine and queens. Mm -hmm. You know, you had Priscilla Kelly, you had Mercedes Martinez, Evelise. You know, obviously she was in Lucha Underground and tough enough. Also, Uh, Penelope Ford, she wrestled for Shine. it was cool seeing Jazz. I mean, she looked completely different with her shaved head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when uh, Mercedes Martinez showed up, I, I turned to Gabby and I was like, yo, I bet you Mario's popping real big right now. Yo, I, I, I was I, like, I, it, and one thing I will I will praise AWM NXT UK. Yesterday, for a person that was just spent all my day just being lazy, I was like, yo, I'm watching wrestling all day. There were so many times throughout both shows that I was yelling at my TV, but not like yelling like yeah. angrily, but yelling like, oh my God, you gotta be fucking kidding me right now. Like yes. I was just like just losing my mind. And mm. if you could grab that emotion from a fan that's just watching at home or wherever it is that you're watching, if you act that way, and I was by myself, I was just with my dog, just chilling. <laughs> and so, and so you, were, you weren't over exaggerating because you had people around you. No, 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 no. I was fucking, I was in, in my, like, in my fields. Yeah. And I popped big for Mercedes Martinez. Uh, you know, I, I hope AEW signs her. You know, I think WWE missed the ball with not signing her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's an amazing talent. She looked great. Um, and yeah, I, I hope to see w- w- what happens next with, um, with Mercedes Martinez. Another thing that I wanted to point out about the women's battle royale was, it wasn't campy, and there wasn't many or any shenanigans compared to the men's battle royal. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't see any lit cigarettes getting stapled to anybody's head or any uh, legless <laughs> people getting thrown out, which, to me, he still won that battle royal because both your feet got to hit the ground. I mean, technically, he's got no feet. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, technically, right? Technically, <laughs> he's, 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 the, he's the winner. <laughs> so, but you also had a, a couple of uh, uh, close calls, a couple of uh, almost uh, thrown outs. Uh, but altogether, it was an enjoyable match. Yes, yes, it was yeah. a big improvement from Double or Nothing. Yeah. 
All right, let's move on to the next match. Um, and this is all in the pre-show, by the way. We yes. had um the buy-in. Yes, the buy-in. Private party, New York natives. Uh, they they wrestled for House of Glory. Um, they wrestled um, Angelico and Jack Evans. This match was really really good. Um, one thing I wanted to point out about Jack Evans and Angelico. I'm not really fond of the color of their ring attire. I said the same thing. Mm. I said the same exact thing. Like Angelico looks like a Power Ranger. Yeah. Or or like a fake uh, Jeff Hardy when they first came out. Remember they had like the same he, color He scheme? looks like he's either about to like snowboard or something. Like do something yeah. like in the X Games. Like, like that's what I think of Angelico's attire. Like if you got your wrestlers at the Dollar Tree. That's what it looks like. A lot of neon green going on there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't fond of their attire. I know they wrestled the same uh, with the same attire for double or nothing. I don't know. It's just me, you know, just nitpicking here. But the match was really good. It was entertaining. Yeah. I think this should have been on the card, and I think another tag match should have been on the pre-show, and we'll get to that later. But uh, I thought this match was really, really good. Uh, private party or stars, man. Um, the crowd was really mm-hmm. behind them. Sammy. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, I didn't get to see much of this match because I was trying to run out and grab Congratulations, some you played yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, guys. I need to get some beer. Grabbed a six-pack and, and bounced out. But from what my wife told me, she really enjoyed the match. She really loved it. Um, so I can't really recap this one. I kind of saw the end of it where uh, it looked like um, they uh, kind of turned heel on them at the end. But... Mm-hmm. Other than that, I kind of missed the whole thing. Well, Bree, I give you one of these. And Sam? <laughs> you know, he's 0 for 3 right now. <laughs> I had a busy day yesterday, guys. All oh, right, stop. all right, all right. Well, stop. the match was good. I think it should have been on the main card, but let's yeah. let's get to the main card. Yeah, but, but you can't predict that. No, of course. That the match is going to be that good. But, you know, it, go, it kind of goes back to what I was saying last weekend. When we talk about that match, uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more. But, what match? But just some things. you got to listen to the crowd, man. If yeah. the crowd is not feeling certain stars or for certain talent, like, let's do something where maybe they will benefit at. Oh, and, I know what match you're talking about. Okay. Um, let's get to the to the the you know the opener for the actual pay per view. We we had SCU. By the way, hold on. People are asking about the NXT UK. We are going to also talk about that in the later end. Go that. All right. Uh, SCU Daniels Kazarian and Scorpio Sky versus Jurassic Express Luchasaurus Mark Orstun and Jungle Boy. Yo, this three on three was a great opener. You know, uh, we're going to talk about NXT UK, but I, I remember sending you guys a message on the in our mm-hmm. chat saying like. About NXT UK TakeOver, I'm like, yo, this is how you start a show. Yeah. Like, this is how you start a show. Uh, uh, a fucking fire opener with Travis Banks and Noam Dar. But this opener was really good, too. Yeah. It was a close second. It was a very close second. This opener was really, really good. Um, SEU. Daniels doesn't age, dude. Christopher no. Daniels does not age and, at all. And if you have him in the trios, it's actually better because he doesn't have to take the full, you know, the, the full workload for the match. Uh, I was actually watching... Um, this match with my son Dante, mm-hmm. he loves Luchasaurus. I'm surprised. He loves he, Luchasaurus. I, well, I could see him gravitating to Luchasaurus. I'm surprised that a lot of kids gravitate to Marco Stunt because he looks like a kid. Yeah, yeah, but no. But Dante was like, "Yo, he looks cool, like with the mask yeah. and the, he's huge." Awesome. Sam, you know, what's your thoughts on this six way? On this uh, three on three? Vicky likes Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I really enjoyed the match. I think Luchasaurus, I don't think he needs to be the Luchasaurus. I think he could just be himself and probably go further uh, without the gimmick, to be honest with you. That guy has world champion written all over him. Yeah, but when when it comes to, like, a kid's demographic, he's going to draw a lot of kids, man. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. 
Um, that kid, Marco Stun, he's got talent, but Jesus Christ, his look is terrible, man. He looks absolutely terrible. Um, what do you don't like about his look? He looks like a child, man. I mean, he <laughs> he, he looks like a kid. I think that there's something special about him. Like, yeah, well, he, What do you think people you like Rey Mysterio for? Mikey Whipwreck. Okay. Okay. But but you have people that like Mikey because he didn't look like he could beat any one of those guys he was going up against. And he would just hit that whippersnapper out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. I guess he's got to grow on me a little bit. Well, listen, more. I don't think I don't... he's going to grow any much more, bro. Yeah, I think he... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, it was a great match. The the crowd and and this match, JR mm -hmm. was hyped. He was he was on point in this match. Well, it was so. the beginning of the yeah, show. It was, was the first he was match. Wide he was calling. The night uh, progressed. I think Jr. got a little sleepy. Sunil <laughs> saying that he enjoyed the match. The only thing he disliked about Luchasaurus were his strikes. He either telegraphs it or slows down the throwing. Maybe he could work I didn't on that. I didn't catch that, but mm. I, I really enjoy this guy. He's it's like, an honest critique. No, no, that's six, fine. Eight, six nine, and the guy could flip around, do all kinds of stuff. He looks like. Uh, one of the actors from Game of Thrones, he's jacked. Yeah. I mean, that guy's got world champ written all over him. And, and, and the entrance, post. too. SCU, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, they're over. But, man, uh, Luchasaurus, well, the, all three of them, Luchasaurus, Stunt, and uh, Jungle Boy, they're over as hell, too. They they had they got a nice pop, all three when of them. When is Jungle Boy going to change his name to Jungle Perry? I, I think I think JR was calling him Jack the Jungle Boy or something on commentary. <laughs> That's what I picked up. <laughs> Ismael by saying Jungle Boy, I think he's 21. I think he might be a little bit older than 21, but yeah, he, he they should just call him Jungle Perry. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's move on to the car. That's pretty funny. Dale. I'm surprised um this went on second on the main card. Mm -hmm. I was really shocked, but I think Seeing how the show progressed, I think this wasn't a bad idea. We had um Pac versus Kenny Omega. Yeah, second, I was shocked. Second I was match shocked. on the card. Yeah. It should have been further out, but I think with the whole John Moxley not being there and everything. With it everything else it down. that we got later on the night, I yeah. think it was the right placement for it. Yeah, it was. Mm. Sam, Guys, what's your what's your thoughts on this match? I was shocked to see it go on second, but the match was great. They got a little gas towards the end because of how much they were doing at the pace that they were doing. But I was really surprised to see Pac uh, make Kenny Omega pass out. He didn't even tap out. He passed out. Um, I don't think – has Kenny – what is he, one in three now? He hasn't really been winning, you know? He's. I think he's – I think there's been four AEW shows, so he's four for four, I think. I mean two for two. Two for he, two? Because he won – his three on three with the Bucks, and he oh, won. Yeah, at, right, do those count too? And he won at Fight for the Fallen. That's right. So he's two. And By two. the way, Jungle Boy is twenty-two. Uh, one one thing I, I did yeah. like uh, about this match. First of all, the match was great. Uh, they were going at it. I it, it did towards the tail end of the of the match get a little bit sloppy, mm. but the match was still really really good. One thing I will put over on commentary since we have a lot of fickle fans. No. One thing I I want to put over commentary is if you listen to the commentary for this match, the story that we're telling is that there's some naysayers about Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega hasn't been active as much this year. So like last year in 2018, he was the wrestler of the year. Mm -hmm. This year, not so much. And the story they're trying to tell is Kenny Omega 
while he was calling John Moxley like, oh, you wasn't taking me seriously because yeah. you did the G1 and whatever it is that you're doing, right? Kenny Omega is also guilty for that because he blew past Pac. He didn't take mm-hmm. Pac seriously. And guess what? He beat Pac him. beat him. Yeah. So I like mm-hmm. the story that they were telling on commentary, so I wanted to put them over since apparently commentary was atrocious for AEW. It was the out. worst ever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you, uh, if you caught uh, the commentary on that match, Sam. Um, I, I really was just zoned out watching the match. Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> you know, I was, we got to do a show here, Sam. To be honest with you, I was in, in, in the zone watching that match, trying to, you know, really zone out and, and enjoy it. <sighs> you know, maybe we should talk to AEW. Maybe they should do the show a little bit earlier for you. You know, it might help you, you know. Shut up, Leo. <laughs> Oh man, um, I thought the match was good though. I mean, it wasn't a five star class. I love picking on Sam when he's not here. It <laughs> takes like that second. It was. It Shut wasn't. Up, it wasn't a five star classic, but it was definitely a, a, a very entertaining match. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And and I'm curious to see where they go with Omega with this, and where they go with Pac with this too going yeah. forward. Well, I, I think we kind of know where they're going with Pac, and we'll talk about that towards the tail end of the mm-hmm. uh, of the AEW stuff. But um, I'm curious to see where they go with Omega. Um, next match on the card. Another match that you know that 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 there was a lot of shit happening in this match, like literally a lot of shit. You had the 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 three way, uh, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela, and Darby mm-hmm. Allen. Jesus Christ, these three beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, they did. Uh, With a bunch of Cracker Barrel barrels and all kinds of shit, man. Bro, we were both wrong in our predictions for this match. You know yeah. that, Sam? Yeah, they gave it to Jimmy Havoc, and it was weird. He was like shooting staples. <laughs> the people, it's like, what is that gonna do? Like, really? <laughs> like, but well, well, they had to double check the insurance. Go ahead, Sammy. Go. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed the barrels because it was different. You know, um, I felt like I was, was playing non- Donkey Kong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thrown it, nonstop didn't... action. Uh-huh. Um, I enjoyed the three of those guys. Uh, I really feel like Darby Allen has a, a great future. Um, but yeah, we got we got the legend Jimmy Havoc winning the uh, you know the match. So uh, I didn't see that coming at all. Joey Janela takes the pin for this uh, for this three way, which I find curious. Um, now, find curious and interesting because to me, Joey Janela is a star, and I guess like in an alternative universe, right? And please, people, I'm not trying to. Are we getting into the Spider Verse? No, no, no. I, oh. I'm not trying to say that he's going to be the next Shawn Michaels or anything like that. But what I will say about Joey Janela is his aura. And how he presents himself, it's like he could be like a gritty, grungier mm-hmm. Jersey version of Shawn Michaels, at least when it comes to like his gimmick. Because yeah. women love this guy. Like if he was to get into shape, right? You know, cigarette in his mouth. It's like he's like the like the rated. Well, not rated R because you know the rated PG thirteen. Because he's just like I guess the MTV version of Shawn Michaels, maybe if that makes sense. Because he has a grungy look, like, and if he was to get in shape, right? Mm. Like, I feel like women are all over him now. I could see him, I could see women be even, even more. more all over him. So you need him to do that that Pokemon evolution that uh, Randy Orton did? Remember when Randy Orton first came out? He had, like, the hair down. Yes, like, if he evolved, <laughs> like, and he just started <laughs> hitting, if he evolved and started hitting the gym, like, yeah. crazy or whatever, like, I think he could be, you know, he reminds me of, um, what's his face from uh, Stranger Things, Billy. That's what he reminds me of. Okay, I'll second that. Sam, Sammy, I agree with you. I, I mean, that that guy has a charisma, a natural charisma, uh-huh. um, that a lot of the guys in AEW just 
don't really have. I feel like he could take them to uh, the next level. And if he does start training seriously, you know, they could probably put the rocket ship on him. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, Sunil's saying here that um, Janela is a star. They need to put their stick on him and MJF, which we'll talk about MJF in a little bit. Uh, but we, remember, we have the delay, so we have a question. Okay, so let me ask you something then. With the Pac and uh, Omega match, Mario, uh, is it my imagination or are they trying to replicate some of the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 storyline by making Omega look like the underdog by losing yesterday? I think it's too early to fucking call that. I mean, and I don't think I don't think we could believe him as as an underdog. Yeah, uh, Kenny Omega, like, look at him. He's not built like Daniel Bryan. So I mean, I don't know where you're getting that advice from. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I think it's too early to Mm -hmm. say that. We gotta get to some weekly television. Yeah, I think that's what you. I think I think if there's any connection there, maybe Omega gets to a point where he starts doubting himself. But I don't really see the relation mm. with the Daniel Bryan uh, 30 storyline. So, I mean, I mean, we got to we got to let yeah. this play out. We just got to let this play out. Tammy. Uh, I don't see that yet. Not yet. Like, okay. like Mario said, it's too early to call. Um, you, I don't I don't know what where they're going with it. Like, it's like, do, do like you guys you see this as a good start? And I know we're going to go through the whole car. But overall, do you see this as a good start for when TNT starts? You know what? Um. I, I I I want to choose my words per, uh, correctly here because I don't want mm. people to think that I'm I'm trying to take a dig at anybody. But you know, Young Bucks took a loss, Adam Page took a loss, mm-hmm. Kenny Omega took a loss. You know, which shows like, hey, you know, this ain't the the good old boy system yeah. here. You know, we're taking losses. Well, I mean, some but, people but, just said but, that they were trying to drain a, mil- a billionaire for some money. But yet, you got Cody Rhodes. He's been looking the he's been looking the best. Yeah. For the past uh, couple of shows. We're, we're gonna talk and we're going to talk about that later. But yes. like, but Cody, you know, he's in a way, he's technically the Triple H of AEW because this yeah. guy's been looking the best. And yeah. while, you know, the rest of the elite, they've been taking L's. He married Khan's daughter? No. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Bad joke, bro. What up to Sunil? He's saying no! absolutely not. No! It's not that bad. No! It's an okay joke. Uh, you can let it go. Uh uh, the Dark Order, <laughs> which this was, you know, the match wasn't By bad. By the way, Sunil said there's nothing about this show that makes me motivated to see the next one. Go ahead. Well, that, that's Sunil. Sunil doesn't we like. We know him. We know him. That, that's Sunil for you. The day Sunil tells me like, oh, my God, AEW was a great pay-per-view. I'm like, who the fuck are you? You're not Sunil. All I know, all I know is Sunil watched the whole show. So at least he sat down to watch the whole show. Of course. Because he's been on point with everything we've been talking about. What up, Sunil? Go. Next. Um, one thing. I, uh, this is the match to me that I really. We're turning him. I wasn't uh, interested to begin with. I had my opinions on it last week. Which one? Sammy uh, Skyping in? No. The Dark oh. Order versus Best Friends. This match kind of took the <laughs> kind of took the energy out of the crowd. Yes. What the it, fuck? They were just like, whatever. I um, hate you. The Dark Order does nothing for me. I said it last week. They really do nothing for me. They're not even bad workers. It's just a gimmick. It's just weird. Um, I don't get the Putty Patrollers thing. Uh, it's just a weird fucking gimmick. The best friends are established, but guess what? The fact that they are having a match with a team that nobody gives a shit about, yeah. that it, 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 it kind of... It kind of makes the best friends look bad too, or at least building them up a little bit more. Um, the, I'm not saying the crowd was dead for this match, mm-hmm. but compared to the rest of the card, yeah, this was definitely the weakest uh, one from the whole show. Uh, Sam, what's your thoughts? I fell asleep during this match. Oh come on! Did you I even did. watch the show? 
I fell asleep during this match. That's my opinion of this match. My man said. I didn't care about this match. <laughs> I didn't care about this match. I really, I don't, they didn't do anything for me, these, these guys. So. But uh, you two were fucking putting over the Dark Order last week. Yeah, I know, but. What, what can you do? Congratulations. Well, as, you played yourself. As I was watching the match, that's why I said I hate you. As I was watching the match and I was awake to watch the match. You, you gave yourself a congratulations. You played exactly. <laughs> like, right off the bat, I felt sorry for the, the two guys that go on the side of the chair with the fat guy because, like, their faces were on his titties, like, when he's sitting down. I'm just saying that. So I'm like, okay, like, I can't, <laughs> I can't be emotionally invested in this match when I see two guys. <laughs> Like that's just but other than that, I like the ending to this match because I had to pause while we were watching to explain to Dante who Orange Cassidy was. That that was the best part of the of, of that whole Orange. match. Who well, he's running. He's the running. Best, <laughs> the best part was Orange Cassidy. Yes. And I'm sure Cornette, Jim Cornette had like an aneurysm while he was watching this shit. But I don't give a shit. This was the best part of the match. Orange Cassidy. That yeah. dude is different. You know, it's a comedy act, but like, listen, fucking doing a kip up with your fucking hands in your pockets and doing a suicide dive with your hands in your pockets, like, yo, most, that's, that's talent right here. Most and of you us can, can't even do a kick up with your hands. And listen, you old pocket. school fans could shit on it, that it's stupid, whatever, but man, that's talent to me. You could call it what you want, but that's talent right there. Sam. Not a fan of the gimmick, but agree that this kid is talented beyond words. I mean, it, like you said, Hands in the pockets doing a kip, kip up. He's doing all kinds of athletic moves uh, and making it look like he doesn't even give a shit. Like, you know, he he could be, you know, smoking a cigarette and doing a, a shooting star press at the same time. So this, <laughs> I would want to watch that. I'll pay this guy, that. he's got talent. I just personally, I don't like the gimmick, the, the I don't care gimmick. You know, I would like to see him, uh, you know, do something different. You know what I mean? But I agree that nobody else is doing what he's doing. So, uh, you know, he's standing out. And, and look, look, look at it this way, right? And we we, we sometimes um, crap on WWE for doing different things, you know, like when, oh, well, that's not wrestling, whatever. And this part of the match, and don't get me wrong, the Dark Order does nothing for me, but they could work in the ring. The best friends could work in the ring too. Yet during that whole thing after the match, the biggest pop, at least to that point, was Orange Cassidy showing up? That says something. Yeah, yeah. he's it's, over. Mm-hmm. He's definitely and, over. And people know who he is. Exactly. Uh, apparently, Jr. Guy? doesn't though. What happened? <laughs> apparently, uh, Jr. doesn't. Hey, who is this guy? Oh, it's Orange <laughs> Cassidy. <laughs> oh, is that Orange guy? <laughs> Get off my lawn! <laughs> Listen, man. Y'all can crap on Jr. all y'all want, but to me, even with the with the little hiccups that he had. I'm still entertained by him, man. Yeah. Um, I think it, like but we talked, what it like is. we talked about earlier. Um, Excalibur was definitely running the ship. Um, Jr., you know, doing his little things. Like to me, it didn't affect the, the show or the commentary. It didn't take me. It didn't take me out of the show. And I think that that's what that's my critique about Double or Nothing. Like the commentary was so yeah. bad for Double or Nothing that it took me out of the show at points. I can't. <laughs> I can't say the same for All Out. Yeah, uh, Orange Cassidy is great. I just think his shtick uh, can get played out. But you evolve right. it, though. What up, Decenio? You well, evolve we gotta, it. We got to wait and see, man. We yeah. have to wait and see. 
right off the bat, I don't, I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Who started out with a with a real bad gimmick, and has been able to make a career out of it, like evolving from that gimmick? I the mean, one that comes to mind to me is Kofi. I'm gonna say the New Day, because the New yeah. Day were were preachers, and look at what they evolved to now. Mm-hmm. Tammy, Ro- Road Dog, he was yes. the Road. Yeah, that's a good one too. You know, uh, I mean, we could go on and on about that one. That's like, yeah, let's, that's a whole episode yeah, yeah, right let's, let's keep it going. Let's keep it no, going. No, no, no. I'm just, just throwing it out there. You guys uh, can let us know in the comments too. Go, Dali. A women's match. Uh, Rio defeated um, Hakura Shida. You know, a lot of people, Konnichiwa. some some people didn't care about this match because they weren't too familiar with the talent. Uh, Rio's a, 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 a talent in AEW mm. that they've been pushing hard. So they see something in her. She could, Riho. She could work her ass off, mm. and we're going to get her and Nyla Rose to determine who's uh, going to be the first ever AEW women's match, uh, women's champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this match was good. It, it was what it was. What do you think about the title? I mean, is it the best looking? No, but I don't necessarily hate it. It's mm. It's... Eh, it's it's okay. Is it better than Diva's title? Damn, they're both pretty ugly. <laughs> um, I don't. I, maybe by an inch, it uh-huh. might be a better than the Diva's title okay. by an inch, Just but not of by the butterfly. But not by much. Okay, but not by much. I will Sammy. say, Sammy, I like the old school look of the, of the titles. That's just my opinion. Um, but. Uh, the match was good. I like this girl, uh, Rio. So now we're going to see her versus... Nyla Rose. Uh, Nyla Rose. Uh, when is that? The first uh, TNT? The uh, first TNT show. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. th- I'm going to try and, and, and stay up and watch that one. You know what I mean? And I'm the old man. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. The girl, girl Rio, uh, she, she, uh, she's great, man. I can see why they're, they're pushing her. She's very athletic and... Uh, she's a talent, man. She's talented. Yeah. Talented girl. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Buddy. Let's get to the, I guess, your your three main events of to the, the evening. To the meat and potatoes. Three main events of the of the evening. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Leo. Um, we have... <laughs> I'm on fire today. No, you're not, bro. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Don't encourage him. <laughs> exactly. We have Cody versus Sean Spears. Um, This match was good. This match was good. I enjoyed this match. Um... I liked, uh, I was going to call him Ty Dillinger, uh, Sean Spears' uh, entrance. I liked his entrance, him like you have the the light on him and he's just sitting on the chair um, and then he just gets nothing but booze. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his theme song is pretty cool too. I think it's the kid, um, Wrestle and Flow, that does the theme song for him. I could be wrong, but it sounded like him. Yeah, it, it did sound like him. Um, Tully Blanchard came out looking like a G. Yes, uh and I look at it a lot better than Ric Flair does nowadays. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, and Cody's entrance was interesting. They went through. Uh, they went with a Star Trek uh, vibe. Um, I liked it though. I, I don't know much about Star Trek, and I never. Oh no, it was just it. it was just a shirt. But well, other than that, like you got that kind of like that Goldberg feel, like with the camera. I coming got a in. Triple H feel from it. You got a Triple H. I got a Triple H feel because, listen, out of all the wrestlers, who had the gimmick entrance, it was him. Who has gimmick entrances all the time? Triple H. At WrestleMania. Exactly. So that's the vibe I got from Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't hate the entrance, but w- one thing I wanted to point out was, if you notice, when Cody's pyro went off, mm-hmm. um, Brandy, Pharaoh, DDP, and MJF were still in the tunnel waiting. Pharaoh wanted no part after he heard the, the pyro and shit, and he was trying to go the other direction. Of course. And Cody had to kind of get down on his knees to call Pharaoh over. 
And um, I found that very interesting. Uh, Sam, what, what, Pharaoh's the dog people. Yes. Working with live animals, you never know what's going to happen. But yeah, I, know. I, I enjoyed the entrances, but for the, the match, I felt like they went in the wrong direction. I felt like, um, you know, Sean Spears is somebody that's been underutilized for a long time, and now he's coming to AEW just to take a loss. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, and the but, way that they but, built him up. It but, your mat, but the actual felt, match, though. That the match was all right, you know. Uh, it was uh, like it wasn't something that we're going to be talking about at the end of the year, but it was a good match. It wasn't bad, um, but I feel like they went the wrong way in in this one, in my opinion. I felt like we were talking on on the chat the way that MJF has been kissing Cody's ass almost too much. I mean, he was wearing the tie with Pharaoh on it and all kinds of shit on the YouTube, uh, you know, shows and. I felt like he was going to turn because he kept saying, oh, I would never do anything like that. Never do anything like that. I felt like he was going to turn and join up with Spears and Tully. And maybe we could get some kind of faction going on uh, in AEW where it's like a heel faction against maybe the elite and, and Cody. Um, you know, but, you know, it was what it was for me. Like you said, Cody's coming off very Triple h -ish. It was... It, you know, he he's looking the best out of all all the VPs right now. So, yeah, I also agree that they definitely went with the wrong direction with um with this match. I think Sean Spears should have went over. Uh, Cody losing would do nothing to him, regardless. Exactly. Um, Sean Spears needed the win. Uh, we were kind of uh, you speculated MJF turning. They definitely did tease something, so I think they're gonna try to. Um, extend it to the point where maybe he turns like maybe at the next pay-per-view, which is going to be um, in, in Baltimore in November, which we'll talk about in a bit, or, or maybe in one of the TNT shows, maybe the first episode, we don't know. Uh, but definitely I agree that they went with the wrong direction. It was cool seeing Arn. I called it last week. I, you know, yeah. Arn showing up in some um, some form, and he actually did. He got a he got a little bit of a spine buster in there with Sean Spears. I was saying this to um, Glenn. Uh, Shout-outs to Glenn, Glenn Vision. I was telling him, um, you know, this dude, if it, if it wasn't for the ring, right, yeah. my man would have had to, like, call Life Alert to try to get up, man. If he could if it wasn't for that <laughs> ring and him rolling out of the ring, I don't think Arn would have gotten up, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting old, man. Getting old. But you know what? Um, I give him credit. It, it's nice seeing Arn. Um, I always got in a cozy vibe from Arn, and, and he's a legend, and you know uh his work back in his work back in the day was you know it was very crisp very very uh it, you know he's a legend so it's always good seeing these legends um uh but yeah i think we both could agree that they went with the wrong direction with the with the finish here yeah absolutely we'll see where it goes hopefully uh you know cody doesn't continue to put himself over and that's very triple h man very triple is. h it is but he was saying in an interview that uh, where he and Vince weren't really clicking or whatever, that he wanted to be the guy, you know, the guy to run with the ball. And he might be positioning himself in that, you know, role in this company now because that's where he wants to be. That's where he wanted to be in WWE. He's now very much a part of the creative team in AEW and, you know, we're probably going to see him wearing that title more so than than anybody else down the line. You know, I I agree. Um, he's definitely positioning himself 
as like a a main star, which he is a star. But man, I I think this he would have him losing last night. It wouldn't have done nothing to him. Like exactly. he 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 could take the loss, and you know, depending on how this uh run for Cody continues in AEW, I mean. People are gonna start looking at him funny, like, "Yo, it's your company, and you're you're kind of putting yourself over." While these other guys that are VPs or at like a high spot on AEW, you know, they have no problem putting guys over. So, you know, why can't you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, and Sean Spears, like, like I said, he was underutilized. He was looked at in WWE as a jobber. He comes to AEW to get put into this like premier slot. If we're gonna do, you know these matches in order this is one of the main events you know it's the third main event and he loses he loses he comes all the way you know he asks for his release and everything like that just to to put cody over who's already over i mean this guy you know he had a great run in wwe it would have been the perfect time to have uh, mjf turn and maybe start like a little like faction or something with mjf sean spears and tolly blanchard yeah yeah i mean it We'll see what, where it goes, though, Mario. Yeah. We, we, you know, we'll see where it goes. But the next match, the ladder match. Listen, let me tell you something about this match. Mamma mia! Jesus yeah, Christ, bro. Look. This is my favorite match of the night. This is a match that I think we're going to talk about at the end of the year. Bro, if you didn't think Darby Allen, Joey Janela, and Jimmy Havoc didn't want to kill each other, these four guys legit wanted to kill each other because some of the shit that we're doing in the ring it's like fuck man i was so scared for these guys during this match because they were taking some crazy fucking bumps dude absolutely and that just speaks to their chemistry how much these guys vibe together and how much they trust each other i mean that canadian destroyer off the off the ladder in through the table what the hell that is ridiculous. There was another spot where Ray Phoenix is pushing Nick uh, Jackson off the ladder, and the dude catches himself, bounces off the top rope, and does like a corkscrew to the outside, hits Pentagon. It's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, man. It was like double spears into tables. Fucking. It, it, it just shows, like you said, the chemistry that these four guys have with each other. And man, th- this match was incredible. It was incredible. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I can't praise it enough. I, I love the fact that the ladders are gold because <laughs> it's, it's the yeah. AEW color. So that's like a little uh, something that's different, um, unique about um, their ladder matches. Uh, man, dude, uh, it was there were some scary parts in this match, though. There was some scary parts. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, but everybody came out unscathed. Uh, you know, Ray Phoenix was there. I know we were a little worried that he wasn't going to be able to. He looked wrestle. great. He looked great. Yeah, he looked fantastic, and I'm gonna say I might get some heat for this, but I'm gonna say it. that's this match is right up there with those TLC matches that we got back in the day in 2001 with the Hardys and the Dudleys and Edge and Christian. I mean, this is one of the the best ladder matches with the tag teams that I I've seen in a very long time since probably that era back then. Well, it's funny that you mentioned tag teams because. Obviously, the Lucha Brothers on Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, they go over. They are still the AAA tag titles, uh, tag team uh, champions. And then we had um, two two individuals, you know, covering their face with, I believe it was a Bill Clinton and a a Kennedy mask, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And they attacked the Lucha Brothers. Uh, They also attacked the Young Bucks. And the next thing you know, 
We get them good old boys from New York, LAX, man. That's right. Ortiz and Santana, they made their debut in AEW. Man, it it was great seeing them. Um, On a personal for me, I've been seeing these guys in the indies before LAX. They were EYFBO. Like, I remember Ortiz when he had a fucking low cut like you, Sam. Like, that's when I remember Ortiz. I remember Ortiz, right, and Santana when they were EYFBO. Ortiz used to wrestle. You know them sneakers that have, like, the toes? Like, the cut? He used to wrestle with shoes like that. That's how far (laughs) back I go with these guys. Um, These guys were always talented dudes. Um, Obviously, in Impact, they blew up. You know, they were, like, just a Northeastern tag team, you know, out here in the East Coast that, that, you know, they did their House of Glories and beyond and stuff. And then, um, you know, once they got to Impact, they blew up. That's, you know, and we got to praise Impact for that and Conan for, uh, uh, you know, taking care of these guys and making them arguably one of the best team, if not the best tag team in the world. And, man, I'm, I'm glad that they're an all-elite. I don't think um, they would have gotten their due if they would have went to WWE, maybe in the NXT brand, because NXT, they obviously treat their talent a little bit differently, but I feel like there would have been a ceiling for them in WWE. As for AEW, you know, you have so many dream matches, and they're focusing... They're definitely making the tag team division in AEW like like the tag team division is going to matter in AEW. That's one of their, their their focal points. And just to have LAX in there with with the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers and the Best Friends and, you know, uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, uh, Private Party, all these great tag teams. You know, they got a good tag team roster, dude. This is one of the best tag team rosters in the world already. And we're only two pay-per-views in, and we haven't even had the first show yet. So I just wonder who's going to make the jump when the contracts are up down the line and what the future holds. But before we you know, go down that route, I just want to say congratulations to LAX or PNP, um, whichever name you Probably got a lot of money from that contract. They could put their families in a different position because I know that they were still living up in New York, uh, you know, in the hood. Uh, So, you know, they could get their family in a a better spot. And, you know, I'm super, super excited to see where we go from here. I mean, just earlier this year, we had LAX and the Lucha Brothers uh, tearing it up. Uh, they had a match that that made uh, you know the list of of Mario's what we call it right, um, or just earlier this year. So imagine what they're going to be doing later this year or maybe next year. Um, it, it's funny it, it's, you you say that because we we have a, a list going on where we talk about all the matches. Uh, every time I see like a match that it's like wow this match is going to stand out, I, I, you know I note it down and there's a ton of matches there so far. I want to say there's like as of right now I want to say like there's maybe. 20 something matches on there that we have to break down to to, to 10 and yeah. you know a, a, a kind of a, a peek behind the curtain real quick Ten. a lot of the a lot of the names that are on there is lucha brothers and lax yeah yeah and now they're on the same roster um again once again you know, it, it, this is this is amazing you know we're just gonna get more and more uh you know good wrestling so thank you leo by the way oh, i got nothing Nothing but good stuff coming from AEW uh, so far. Um, let's let's just go on the rumor mill really, really quick when it comes to LAX, Ortiz, Ortiz and Santana. Um, they did change their Instagram handles. Now it's... Or no. Oh. It's Ortiz 
um, P and uh, P and P and PNP. also Santana is P and P. PNP. I think it's a uh, powerful and po- powerful and proud. Is it Sam or proud and powerful? Proud, powerful. And then, Leo, you just shared something with yeah. us about Puerto Rico. Why don't you tell the el audience? PNP. El PNP is basically a, a, um, what, like a Democrat and Republican is one of the groups over there that is part of the politics. So that's why I said like PNP, to me, it's the, the political group and, part and, of it. And all jokes aside or whatever, because I know mm-hmm. we were busting uh, Sam's balls about the New Yorkans thing. Yeah. But I told something to Sam last night Those about... Those is better, though. About LAX. <laughs> One thing I did tell Sam about no, LAX. Week was. LAX is smart dudes. They're gonna get a name with some type of substance added. They don't want to. I don't think no. they want to go a generic route when it comes to names. Mm-hmm. They're smart dudes, and I didn't know about the PN, uh, PNP, PNP stuff yeah. until you just said it. So I'm like, it makes perfect sense why they went with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Santana is really Im- involved down there. He always going down to Puerto Rico, and uh, consistently posting about you know the the political. Uh, bullshit that's going on down there oh you, you have know, no idea sammy there's some the, shit going on down there yeah the corruption and all the nonsense mm-hmm. that's that's been going on down there so you know if he could use his platform to to bring awareness to what's going on on the island shout out to him even more you know what i mean well too bad primo and epico couldn't do that yeah Puerto Rican they're and they still were on the wwe roster you think about that <laughs> yeah and but they're wrestling down in puerto rico they, for the wwc yeah yeah they're wrestling oh, like, i didn't know i that. think epico not... just won their world title over there yeah and he's feuding with uh with carly with um carlito carlito man that's a huge miss they should have done something with him bro what about AEW? yeah why doesn't AEW sign carly yo carlito dude that's a guy he's got the look he's got the attitude bro, i always said in his run in the WWE, yo, they made him. They should have made him world champion. He had world champion ring all over him, bro. Well, this is why it's your favorite show because we just went from LAX to another Puerto Rican in Carlito. There you go, see? We're diversified. It's not only WWE. Wepa, papi. There you go. <laughs> Shout, out. <laughs> Shout out to Speedy. By the way, Speedy looked like the the oldest millennial yesterday with that <laughs> fucking suit that he had on. But that's another another thing for another day. Go, that. Um, let's get to the main event, which um, I'm about to show Sammy the picture. Go, Dali. With even with the main event, you know, there's still a lot of fickle fans for this one. All right. So we had Chris Jericho versus Adam Page. Um, yo, Adam Page came out with a horse, dude. That was good. How, how, how dope was that? Man? Old Town Road, baby. Yeah. Oh, Jesus I liked it. Christ. I liked it a lot. <laughs> um, man, that was really, really dope. He had his family up in uh, ringside. Chris Jericho came out as a rock star like he oh, normally does. Uh, with you know, with uh, Judas playing as his theme song. Yes. Jericho is just such a rock star, man. I love seeing Jericho. Um, you you can't okay. So and this I was actually holding it from last show. Do you think Jericho's been the one wrestler that's transcended wrestling, in the sense that he's not known just for wrestling. He's also known for his podcast, which is not about wrestling most of the time. He's also known about his music, which is not about wrestling most of the time. Like he's diversified. I think you could say that about him and The Rock. I think okay. The Rock more in a mainstream level mm-hmm. than Jericho. But Jericho's mainstream too, and that's part of the reason why people need to understand. That's why you need to have him as your first world champion. And a lot of people are shitting on the on the result. 
that we got. Um, first of all, let me let me praise both men. I thought this match yeah. was great. This praise the horse for not shitting on the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that is a disgusting act. Um, one thing I will say that I enjoyed this match more between Jericho and Paige than I did with Jericho and Omega at Double or Nothing. I agree with that. Um, this match was a barn burner. They you know they went stiff on this. You know we got some color in this match too, and you know. The right guy went over. I know there's a lot of people saying like, oh, but you should have built a new star or whatever. Listen, Paige doesn't lose nothing from no. getting this lost because you just, his stake rose after this yeah. match. And it's better to have a baby face that people are behind chasing for the title from mm -hmm. a top heel like Jericho. Granted, Chicago's a, a, a smarky crowd, so yeah. you had the back and forth chance, but... Paige is going to be all right. Paige eventually will mm -hmm. become world champion, but you need to add credibility to this new title. Chris Jericho is the right guy to go with. Also, you got to remember, TNT, that's a big network. Who do you put it on? On a familiar face of like course. Chris Jericho. Of course. So exactly. I have nothing bad to say about the uh, about the, the finish of this match. Uh -huh. The right guy went over. Now, if it was WWE and Hammond Page would show up in a horse, I feel sorry for that horse because then it would have to follow it. Some good shit. Have him come down with the horse to every match. No! But <laughs> don't you think no! so? Sam, what's your thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts were, in his old eat. age, Jericho is putting on some of the best matches yes. of his career. Um, the match was great. The ending, I understand. I wanted Hangman to win. I think a lot of the wrestling fans, the, the, the loyal wrestling fans, wanted Hangman to win. But the point that you were making is exactly why they put it on Jericho. They're going on TNT. You need a familiar face. When you're at the water cooler and you say, you know, uh, let's say I'm a casual, you know, wrestling fan you, and maybe you, as a you, see, you seem like you would be like a water cooler kind of guy mm -hmm. talk. Yeah, you just see you're at the water cooler and you, you you haven't watched wrestling in a while and you say, you know, I was watching uh, baseball the other day and uh, this ad for this AEW came up and I Googled it. Just baseball and, on TNT? Uh, you know, it looks like Chris Jericho's their their champion. I think I'm gonna have to check out that that new show they're coming out with on TNT. That's exactly why, because if you you're saying, oh okay, there's a new wrestling promotion come out. Oh, who's their champion? Oh, this guy named Adam Page. Well, who the fuck is that? <laughs> you know what I Cassidy. mean? Cassidy. <laughs> not not everybody knows him. You know, Jericho's got like Leo said, he's got the band Fozzy. He's got his podcast. He's known for Dancing with the Stars. I know that's mm -hmm. for Pug to even say, but he did it, and people know him for it. Uh, he had like a VH1 uh, stint where he used to do like interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, battle robots. So, right. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's mainstream. He's mainstream. So, he's a mainstream guy. Right. So they did the right thing for their company by putting it on Jericho. Um, but do I think that they're going to put it on Adam Page down the line? Absolutely. Do I think Cody's going to get a run with the title down the line? Absolutely. Kenny Omega? Yeah. So let's just let this play out. What about you somebody know? that's not an EVP? What happened? What about somebody that's not an executive vice president? I would like to see Joey Janela get the, get a shot for it. Who else, Sammy? Yeah. Um. Who's on the roster now that I could see winning? MJF. Money. Yes. MJF down the line. Yeah. MJF. I'm trying to think who else. Because I mean, somebody the, the, the obvious ones like, are the EVPs. You know. The, right. The young bucks. If you know, they can even go for it if they want to. 
but you want to be able to bring other guys in too. Hey, hey man, I know they're a top tag team, but man, I would like to see either Pentagon or Phoenix. Pentagon, over the title. yeah, I was. I was thinking Pent Pentagon, yeah. Yeah, Pentagon. He he was known for single stuff before he started tagging up, so I could definitely see him with a run with the title too. So or Phoenix. Oh, Moxley. Yeah. Mox, Mox, yeah. Moxley yet. And, and that's one thing I wanted. To, it's funny you mentioned that, and, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on Moxley uh, in a bit. But you mentioned how Jericho's a mainstream, and you talked about your water cooler talk. You know, like, hey, I just saw this new company, blah blah. Jericho's a champion. If you look at the commercial for TNT, you know, like the the signature mm -hmm. where they they mm -hmm. show like, hey, a new company's coming, blah blah blah, like da da da. The last visual you get, you know, what's that last visual? That you get from that commercial, that no. little like minute commercial, uh -huh. right? The last visual you get it says AEW on TNT, and then the background from that mm -hmm. is Chris Jericho doing this from the WWE. But it's remember for Double or Nothing they did like that entrance for Jericho, yeah. where it was like all the versions of Jericho. Uh huh. They got the Jericho with the snippet of the light up jacket. That's the background, like you know, visual you see yeah. behind the AEW on TNT logo. They're trying to attract the, 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 the mainstream audience that recognize Jericho. Hey, that's Chris Jericho. There's a mm -hmm. reason for that. They're yeah. trying to get people to watch this product, and Jericho's the right guy for it. Right, right. Uh, you mentioned Moxley, and as much as I was pumped for Moxley and Omega, um, you know, I'm a big Moxley guy, but he didn't... He wasn't missed, and I don't mean that with being disrespectful. Yeah. He wasn't missed on the show. Does that make sense to you, Sam? Yeah, abs absolutely, because Pac was a great uh, you know, replacement for him. Not only that, but the roster is kind of deep, you know, and, and it seems like they they have relationships with other companies, you know, with Impact and, and, and AAA now. Where they can say, hey, you know, would it be all right if I could use so and so for one night? You know, we'll pay you this, and you know, we'll give him a nice payday and we'll make sure he's taken care of and everything like that. I mean, that that's that's a great move for them. It's really great that they that they could do that. Um, but you know, Pac Pac did a great job in that match, and I didn't even think about Moxley like you said throughout the whole night. I didn't feel disappointed or anything that he he wasn't going to be there. So. Now, did you think about CM Punk? Oh, no, oh, not it's... until not until Jericho <laughs> won the title. Let me tell not you, until Jericho won the title. Let me... Once he won the title, I was thinking to myself, I said, I wonder if Punk's gonna show up. Hey, let me tell you, son. Anybody that was at the Chicago show all out after Jericho won the title, and y'all was looking at the entrance ramp, I got one of these for you. Congratulations, you played yourself. Punk was <laughs> never gonna come out. He was never gonna come out. Y'all need to leave that man alone. I said it last week. He wasn't going to show up. Yeah. Leave that man alone. And we're going to talk about CM Punk in a little bit, too, because there were some interesting tidbits that came out of his, uh, his sit-down on Starcast. But Punk was never going to come out. No, no, he wasn't. Let's leave that man alone already. Now, le le let me take this back real quick, and I'm going to put the, the, the visual on the board here. Um, for the first show, do we still know who the mystery partners are? It's got to gotta be LAX, man. It has to be. Because of what happened. Yeah, man. It right. has to be LAX. By the way, um, if you look up uh, AEW and, and TNT, look at the at what they're sending out. Jericho. Look. You see? Mm-hmm. So you have you Jericho just made the list. on most of them. So there you go. See? All right. Let's... let's um. 
Well, by the way, by the way, City of Charlotte, who's on there, Mario? You got Jericho, Moxie, MJF, and Britt Baker. But yeah. Jericho's there. Jericho is there. Um, some quick uh, tidbits on the uh, AEW front before we get into NXT Take uh, NXT Takeover UK. Um, did you notice the uh, the subliminal that Je- Joey Janelle threw at Cornette during his match? Yeah, the the tennis racket. Yes, and I threw it away yeah. and didn't want to use it. Props to Joey mm-hmm. Janela. Fuck Cornette. I don't care. If people don't like that. Um, where do we go next with Hangman? I think we're gonna get the Pac feud that we we're supposed to get um, at Double or Nothing. Obviously, they did have a match in the UK, but I think this is the next. Uh, but you pick it up. Yeah, because Pac did interrupt Paige during his uh, press conference after the show, his post uh, okay. post show press conference, and Pac it was did, a scrum. Yeah, it was a scrum. Uh, Pac did into interrupted, so it looks like that's the direction we're going from there. By the way, Sammy, city of Pittsburgh, still showing Jericho, Moxley, MJF, Britt Baker, Omega, and Hammy Page. So there you go. Pit- city of Pittsburgh. Yep, Pittsburgh, uh, for October twenty third. Um, also, um, in some disappointing news, it's kind of sad. Uh, remember Kylie Ray, which a lot of people were like comparing her to Bailey, even though the they, happy girl, yeah, even though Kylie Ray was the, the, the originator, originator of that gimmick. It looks like she asked for her release from AEW. She will no longer be, um, working with AEW. And the rumors going around is that she has a spinal in- injury that might cause her to retire. So that's very unfortunate. So, uh, best wishes to Kylie Ray. Cause, um, I don't think, I think she's young. So, um, it sucks. Oh, wow. That's terrible. Oh man. That sucks. Um, going back to, uh, the, the CM Punk thing, this is what I'll say at double or nothing. I feel like I was expecting Moxley or G- Dean Ambrose, whatever you, we all we end, all expect the Moxley. Uh-huh. Yeah, at the end of this one, uh, all out, I wasn't expecting CM Punk, but I was kind of like, almost it was like a little bit of hope. You a were hoping. Bit. You were hoping for Punk. A little bit of hope because I don't want to hate him anymore. But um, he didn't show up. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> what? We'll, 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 we'll get to Punk. We'll, let's just finish up with AEW and we'll get to Punk. Um, here's th- this is something you'll pop for, uh, pop. Uh, Leo. Would you see him Hugo, pop? Hugo Savinovich. Uh, oh, boy, Hugo. The, he was doing the Spanish comms yes, there for AEW. And guess who was doing it with him? Killing it. Who? Dasha Fuentes that used to be in the WWE. Oh, hello, Dasha. Yeah, so uh, she's she was joining the commentary, the Spanish commentary booth mm-hmm. with Hugo. So shout-outs to both of them. And uh, Tony Khan announced that All Out will be annual at Chicago every single year, Labor Day weekend. So I think that's pretty cool. So Where are we going next year? Maybe we'll end up in Chicago. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Um, and then... You were uh, supposed to put the class. Shut up, Leo. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and then the next thing uh, 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 to wrap up with AEW... What? Uh, their next pay-per-view will be in Baltimore. Uh, it's Baltimore. Full Gear. I don't know about the the pay per view name, but um, that's going to be the next. It'll be Why no, would you name it that? I think they're playing off the Full Gear Challenge with Adam Page. What is that? That's being elite. Watch wrestling, bro. I don't watch wrestling. Oh, the congratulations! Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. I barely watch our show. Um, so I think that, that at least I know I watch it more than Sammy. So I think that they're doing a play like that, and it will be November 9th in Baltimore, and it looks like maybe the Lucha Outsider Sam and yours yeah. truly will I'll be go. going to Baltimore. Can I go? You're not going. Can bro. I go? You're not going. I'll take a ride. No! 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 What happened? 
I said, I'm getting my own room if you show up, Leo. <laughs> we're going to Baltimore. It's not that far. I'll, I'll drive to Baltimore and back in one day. You're, you not, like you're not going to Baltimore, dude. You what know. day is it? November 9th. It's a Saturday. Right <laughs> <laughs> November 9th. You're not going, dude. Baltimore. All right. Baltimore's with an A, right? Bolt. Jesus Christ. All right, all right, all right. Let's finish up with – let's move on to our next topic. Let's NXT talk, UK. Let, no, let's touch on CM Punk, and then we'll touch on NXT UK. <laughs> um, CM Punk had a, a StarCast event yesterday before All Out. Um, he had a sit-down uh, interview with uh, – shout-out to Mike Johnson from PW Insider. He actually conducted the interview, and he, he, he was very open. It was a very intimate setting. It was a sold-out uh, uh, venue, like mm-hmm. room for him. And he has some interesting uh, things to say. We're going to Baltimore. Jamie just said, if you go, I'll go. There we go. We're going to Baltimore, baby. Woo! Can you let people talk, bro? Okay, sorry. Um, (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, So one of the things that CM Punk did say is that if WWE was to reach out to Punk, he would be open to a conversation. He said he's not going to hit anybody up, but if WWE reaches out, Uh he'll... He'll have a talk. He said he's over he'll everything that happened before. It. Yes, he'll consider it, which I find very, very interesting. Mm. Sam, what's your thoughts? Uh, I think that he's running out of money, to be honest with you. He's doing these meet and greets, these you know, open mics and things like that. Because they're not free, people are going to pay for them. And that's the whole reason why I can't stand him. Because he <laughs> you know, he says that he's done with wrestling. But now, now he's going to entertain it because... Cole Cabana is suing him, and he lost a ton of money trying to defend himself from that WWE doctor. Um, you know, if he comes back, like I said, that'd be great. Um, but I just think that he's in it for the money at this point now. Um, he fell out of love with it, and I think that he's still out of love with it. He's not ready to come back, but if somebody throws him a couple million dollars, yeah, he'll suit back up, and he'll probably take a... a a Brock Lesnar schedule, which is nothing against him because, you know, he's got to watch out for his health and he was probably overdoing it the last run that he had. But, um, the, the minute that AEW wrapped up, I was kind of just like, man, fuck CM Punk, man. I just, just for him showing up at StarCast, it felt like he was teasing the Chicago crowd and the rest of us that were probably hoping for him to, to show up. But teasing, I, Marks that actually thought that he was going to come back. Yeah. Because yeah. I never thought he was going to come because back. Because even do that I, preview. Do I think it would have mm-hmm. been cool if he would have came back? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But people don't want to accept fucking reality. He never fucking lied to us, even though I did say that he's a modern-day Hulk Hogan because you never know when he's working us or not. But since day one, since this whole shit started with him leaving the company... He said he doesn't plan on coming back to wrestling. It didn't happen at all in last year. It didn't happen at double or nothing. Why would you think that it's going to... And I'm not saying you, Sam. Even though you, you, you thought that... You potentially thought that you might come I, back. I had, but a, they were, sliver. All I had right. a sliver of hope. I fucking didn't. That's why I'm fucking trolling people on Instagram. Asking you, like, hey, what did you think about AEW with CM Punk laughing? Because it's funny to me. It's funny that people don't want to accept the fact that he was never going to come back. Good take on this. Maybe Punk can bring AJ Lee back to the WWE where she belongs as well. Because it's a package. Chris Brown. I mean, if, if that's something they both want to do, 
cool, but I mean, you know, as much as we critique WWE, you can get the Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar treatment. There you go. I mean, as much as we critique WWE, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, business wise, they're doing well. Would it be dope if they come back? Absolutely. I think they need CM Punk right now. It's you know, if you split that roster like, like it was before the what was it the the, draft. the, oh, the superstar shakeup yeah. or whatever where they actually were sending the SmackDown guys to Raw or whatever. And now it, it doesn't even feel like a brand split. But if you actually do the brand split, which Seth they're going Rollins to really carrying Raw when CM mm-hmm. Punk was on WWE, he was like a reason to tune in. It was like, oh. Uh, I'll watch Raw just to see if Punk and Heyman have anything cool to say. If, if Punk was to come to WWE, he's not doing a full time schedule. He's doing he's getting a Brock schedule. Yeah, I I agree with that, but I I feel like they they need him. I don't think Seth Rollins is really carrying carrying the no, torch. No, but but even if be. you just have the name and the look, you could still kind of push that. Hey, CM Punk could show up at any time, kind of like they're doing Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So, yeah. dale Mario. Eh, any more thoughts on Punk? Um, Fuck Punk nah. until he comes back. That's, that, that, that's, that's your take, Leo? That's what Sam said. <laughs> Sam said. I know he's not I, coming I back. I hope he comes back because it's like... <laughs> oh, I love him. <laughs> I, I miss don't, him. I don't, I don't want to hate him no more, the man. Fucking, I, I was a fan of his when he was around. You, I know, feel what, like you know what's funny about Sam? Break. This is what's funny about Sam. This... We've been building up to this for the past couple months yes. with the whole CM Punk and Sam, yes. Sammy relationship, right? Yes. He, it's a love love relationship, right? He defended Punk for since he since he since Sammy joined the show. Yes, he's defended Punk, and he's like, "Hey, I still get love and for the Punk." WWE. Or whatever. No, no, no. We're talking about Punk. Okay, we're punk, talking punk. about Punk. Okay, stay on track. He's yeah. defended Punk. Yes, and then. He sends out a tweet that there was actually truth behind the tweet, yes. and that made Sammy turn on Punk completely. Yes. I was pissed. All right, which everybody else already had turned that punk, but that one little tweet that actually had yeah. some truth behind it—that's when Sam decided to turn on him. Okay, so, so now Sam goes on a tirade, yes. where he's like, "Fuck punk," you I know, hate, he's a I con artist, it's whatever. Ter- it's which, terrible. And it's some terrible. of and some of Sam's takes, I do agree with him. He's a bit hypocritical with some of the things that punk does say. Yes. Right? He doesn't show up at all out, even though there's still that bit of chance that he thought they was gonna show up at all out, which I knew he wasn't. And, and now Sam was like, I just don't want to hate him anymore. <laughs> I just don't. You see, it, it's a waste of energy. I don't like holding on to negativity. And I I don't know him personally. So I don't want to hate the guy. Mm-hmm. But, but you my, hate his actions. My opinion of him is that he he has carny uh, fucking traits, bro. He, you know, he, he does cash grabs. And, you know, I see right through... What he what he's doing, you know, he's fucking running out of money. All these lawsuits and shit like that. Yeah, but but don't and, do a lot of wrestlers have that same carny mentality? Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of the old older guys. But Punk is our age. I mean, yeah, but he's got I mean, that old school not, mentality. He's not though. our age. He's a little bit older than us, dude. He's kind of like my it's about age. Leo's age. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. I said it before you. Nah, did. I think Leo, I think Leo's nah, older. Nah, nah, I think, I think Leo's. <laughs> I think Leo might be a little bit older. Shut up, <laughs> Phil Brooks. So he's not he he's got Bob Backlund <laughs> tendencies. It's funny Wikipedia has him as an MMA fighter. <laughs> Congratulations, you played yourself. Oh man, he is forty years old, ladies and gentlemen. I, this is this is what I will say about Punk, and then we'll wrap up with this. Um, what I'll say about Punk is while 
I do agree slightly with Sam about the carny mentality and him being hypocritical at times. At the same time, like, yo, this guy busted his ass for years for us. I mean, like, I think he deserves, you know, for mm-hmm. fans that actually want to spend their money to go meet Punk, whether it's doing the, the, the StarCast uh, sit-down that they did or just taking a picture with the guy or whatever. If you want to spend your money and, and he gives you a cool treatment, a cool moment, I don't see nothing wrong with that yeah. or whatever. That's just my opinion, but, hey. Yeah. Uh, we could agree to disagree. Let's talk about NXT UK because this this show was great, man. Yeah, it was. This show was really, really good. Um, By the way, you guys suck with giving away spoilers because I was trying to watch it later. But in the chat, you guys were giving shit away. So, anyway. <laughs> Uh-oh. Get him, Mario. Well, you weren't going to watch it anyway. I did watch it, sir. Really? What was the first match? That one you talked about. I don't know. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. Noam Dar, bro. Noam Dar and Travis Banks, that bro. One, this one. is how you start a fucking show, man. This it was a one-on-one. It was a good match. It was fucking great, man. And surprisingly, Noam Dar won. I thought Travis Banks was going to go over. Sam. I uh, I thought Noam Dar was going to win, to be honest with you, just because, I'm look, I'm not going to front. I am not super familiar with a lot of these UK stars. See? Uh, I know Noam Dar from 205 Live and Me from too. the Cruiserweight uh, Classic and Classic. things like that. So it was a great match. M- made me a fan. Um, and, man, I, I'll i say that, that that startup to pay-per-view was better than, than All Out. I, I think I, I'm going to agree with that, too. Uh, man, I thought... This is how you open up a card, like a pay-per-view type quality show. And Travis Banks and Noam Dar, they, they tore it up, man. They tore it up. Um, props to both guys. Uh, Noam Dar did go over. Uh, the next match was really, really fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Cesaro versus uh, Dragunov. Um, I hope I pronounced Cesaro. I hope I pronounced that name right. Man, this match was good, too. Uh, Dragunov is a guy that they've been... Um, they 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 they've been building up over in NXT UK. Um, I don't watch NXT UK weekly, but I do still try to uh, keep up with what's going on. How dare you not watch it? You don't even so, fucking watch anything. So shut you your fucking like mouth. You don't know what you're talking. Congratulations, about. <laughs> you played yourself. Um, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> um, but man, uh, this match was great. And fucking Cesaro, dude, this guy spinned the dude for forty fucking swings, bro. Forty. Is that the new record? Sam, what you thought of the spot, dude? Incredible spot. And you know what I think about the spot that they put Cesaro in? I think he needs to stay there because they're not doing shit with him on the main roster. So might as well keep him in NXT UK and make me want to tune in because I don't know a lot of these guys. Now you say Cesaro is going to be on the show. Maybe I take time out of my day and go, oh, wait, Cesaro is going to be on the show? Let me check it out and see who he's going to be wrestling. And then, you know, I'll I'll get invested into this because these guys, they don't come over to the U.S. very often. You know, we don't really get to see them very often unless you're actively seeking out that U.K. product. You're not going to see it here in America. So I think keep Cesaro over there and maybe even put him on the, the American version of NXT sometimes, too, because they're not using them right. You know, since the bar, since WrestleMania 35, really, what have they been doing with, with Cesaro? I agree. Topping him out to Aleister Black, you know, 
you see them on superstars if that's what you're watching and doing with your time <laughs> on, on hulu you know what i mean listen like, seeing cesaro on nxc uk and nxc bounce from back and forth i think that would be incredible for cesaro and you could use cesaro for his full potential and another thing that that, that crossed my mind just now thinking about nxc uk uh cash is oh no he's part of the nxt uk brand so imagine if you reunite if you re- reunite cash is oh no with Cesaro and they reunite the Kings of Wrestling like Ring of Honor and they just start tearing it up as a tag team over at NXT UK. I think that would be incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why they never put them together as a tag team. I know that him and Sheamus clicked great, but I mean you have Cassius Ono right there in your bullpen and you don't pull him out. I mean, come on. What are you gonna do, Bill? It's terrible. Uh let's move it's on. Terrible. We talked about tag team. Let's move on with this three way tag team title match for the NXT UK tag titles. Man. This match is another match that had me on the edge of my seat, man. The crowd wanted Flash Morgan and uh, Mark Andrews to go over because they were from Wales. It was a Wales crowd, so man, they they were really like rooting for like the 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 home team, if you will. And right. all three teams, Gallus and the Grizzle Young Vets, um, it was a dope match. It was very entertaining, and you were even talking, uh, uh, Sam. You were talking highly about this match too, right? Absolutely. Like I said, I'm not very familiar with these guys, but I, I took the time out to watch it because of, you know, how much product we were getting on, on uh, you know, Saturday and you knew, I knew we were going to be covering it. So I'm sitting there watching it and I'm just sitting there. I don't even know these guys. And I'm like, man, I really want the white and the green guys to win. I really want the white and the green guys to win. As the match is progressing, I started seeing myself uh, yelling at the TV. I'm like, what the fuck? All the false finishes and stuff like that. They they hooked me hook line and sinker got me emotionally invested mm-hmm. and that's what pro wrestling is all about. Absolutely. I didn't even know these guys' names and I wanted them to win. So you were, you were in front of your TV, white and green, white and green. That's like, it, baby. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I need these striped dudes to win this match. Yeah, man, and, and it's funny because uh, Flash Morgan and uh, and Mark Andrews, they're both great talents. Mark Andrews, um, he used to be an Impact guy before, and I kind of wanted the grizzled young vets to retain mm-hmm. uh, James Drake and fucking uh, uh, Zach Gibson. But during the match, Mark Andrews and, and, and Flash kind of won me over. And I'm like, you know, man, as much as I like the grizzled young vets, I kind of want to see these guys win. Yeah, and, I normally, and I normally and I normally don't switch up like that during like a match. Like I kind of just go for a team or, or, or talent and I'll like root for them. And this is one of those rare, I'm not saying that I've never done that, but it, it, this is one of those rare occasions where I'm like, you know what, man, I kind of want to see flash and Mark Andrews yeah. win. Um, one thing that, that you sent me, uh, Sam was like, you like their theme song, which I was like, I fucking hate their theme song. It reminds me of some 41. It's like really <laughs> happy pop punk. Shit. Yeah, too happy. I know why me. you hate it because yeah. that's not your style at yeah, all. But. I hate happy stuff. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But man, I, I it, enjoyed it. it. It was a great moment seeing them win and seeing the crowd like react the way they did. You uh, hate happiness. I, I just, <laughs> I just that don't. That guy, uh, Mark Andrews, uh, I did a little research on the on the song. He's actually the uh, bassist. He plays bass in that band. And uh, yeah, they were actually cool his bandmates were actually in a uh, ringside. Nice. Yeah. And they were also the. I believe they were they did the theme song for the actual pay per view for Takeover too. Yeah, I think Junior or some shit. Yeah, I think called it's called Junior. Junior. I think it's called Junior. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so uh let's talk about this next match this is uh this is a great match too um they were all over the place with this one uh dave uh mastiff versus joe coffee joe coffee for for whatever reason um i think he has a great look and i know a lot of people were shitting on him when he fought pete dunn in the main event for the first ever takeover blackpool uh uk um because they were like oh but he's not really a star i like joe coffee i think he has a great look mm-hmm. um he had a, an incredible match with pete dunn at the first takeover in uk um, and I thought this match was good too, man. They they beat the shit out of each other. Uh, Sam, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I thought that the spot when he threw him into the turnbuckle and the whole turnbuckle came off. That was dope. Rope. That was dope. Yeah, that was different. Um, I enjoyed the match. I like uh, Mastiff's uh, homage to Big Van Vader, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. his whole look and everything like that. I, I remember him from the... It was either the first or the second UK tournament. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree with you with, with Coffee. He's one of the guys that I actually um, knew and remembered besides Mastiff. And um, this this guy's got a lot of talent. He just needs to find um, his it factor, mm-hmm. I, I feel like. Because he the, has the look. Yeah. He has, yeah. The, he has the look and one thing. He has I, talent. Yeah, man, he's, he's great. That, that finish... Factor. That finish too, I liked it because it was like they were both getting up and and Joe Coffey just used his brain real quick and just fucking kicked the the like the little stand with the with it was like a crate with wheels and that mm. made Dave uh, Dave Massive kind of like fall down. That's how he won the match. He won by an inch, but you know it, it was a great match. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed the match a lot. Taking a quick step back, uh, <clears throat> Planet Wrestling uh, just posted this um, all out one. On uh, visits, basically, on streams over NXT, over New Japan, and the Grand Prix that they were having for CMLL. So as far as reproductions, All Out beat all three of them. So Mm. that kind of tells you something there. Well, they got my $60. I'll tell you that. Well, they got my 50 They need to get a, a streaming platform a little bit better than VR Live. Like the WWE Network has, or like Honor Club, or something like that. No, dude, I was I was flipping back and forth. I'm like, is it a, is is it in in the fight app? No, it's in BR Live. Listen, as much as I agree with with the price and stuff, you gotta understand this is a new fucking company. It's not like we're getting a pay per view every fucking month either. Let's let's come on, let's support these guys. We, yeah, we can't no. be we can't be. Vico! All right. Vico! <laughs> You can't support the brand and then ask yeah, for a stream exactly, where you can watch it for free. Exactly. And it's not like we're getting a pay-per-view every fucking month. The next pay-per-view is going to be in fucking November. So let, let's stop being fickled, all right? Let's support these guys. And maybe somewhere down the line, they will have their own network. Maybe we hope so. All right? WWE didn't start off with a network. And we wasn't, yes, we did. We, didn't, we wasn't fucking complaining back in the day when... When it was us or fucking our parents fucking buying pay per views. My mom ain't buying no damn pay per view. I was, I was fucking watching. Watch pa- I was watching pay per views. You know, like the the squiggly lines and stuff. And I, was, I could hear it. that was like the original podcast for me listening to that yeah, shit. Exactly. So let's I not be that. fucking fickled and fucking oh the prices whatever. Let's give them time. They'll get there. They Just will get it. there. Stop being a bitch. Yeah. That shit hurt. That shit hurt. Bitch. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Fuck, that's crazy, bro. All right. That's terrible. Let's move on to the next match. This is um it was an okay match. I think this was the weakest match of the card. Not saying it was a bad match, but um it wasn't the best match. But you, you can't have all ten. Yes. You had uh Kay- Kaylee Ray uh Sometimes you got versus eat a Tony seven. Storm. Now let me tell you something about Tony Storm. Twos. All right. Um Tony Storm. Whew. 
But um, yo, Kaylee Ray defeated Tony Storm for the NXT Women's Championship. I was kind of surprised. I thought Tony Storm was going to retain, but I'm curious to see where they go from this. Uh, Sam, what's your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I was taken aback. I thought Tony Storm was going to retain too. I uh, agree with you that this was probably um, the least entertaining match on, on the card. Um, and it, it had that surprise ending. So I guess that kind of took it up a notch for me because I was kind of expecting Tony to, to, to retain. But um, yeah, let's see where they go from here. I, I'm a big Tony Storm fan. So uh, it seems like they're playing a little bit of a hot potato with, with that title a little bit, you know, but we'll see what happens. But maybe you need that to, to put over these people that people may not know of them. Like if you have everybody coming in to watch uh, this NXT show, NXT UK, maybe you're going to look at that new champion or maybe they had a good showing. So maybe yeah. for that one, it's okay. You need to do that because the people in the UK know who they are, but you also want to grab the people that are here that tune in just because they know Shazara was there, just because they know uh, Walter. Which, by the way, people are saying Walter, you know, sucks, but that's because you don't know wrestling. Well, let's talk about this match. Let's Dale. talk about Walter and Tyler Bate. They went 42 minutes and 12 seconds, dude. Wow. This match was fucking incredible. I don't care what you guys say about Walter. Actually, I'll give you one of these. Congratulations. You played yourself. For, to actually think that Walter doesn't have any talent or if he's boring. This dude is an old school cool twitter fingers fucking like slugger he's a he's a brawler that's what he is he beats the shit out of people he's like a fit finley he, of now he's you know he's great he's yeah, fucking yeah. great um i love the story they were telling the match fucking tyler Bate being the underdog through majority of the match and then he had his peaks where you're like holy shit um, he, might do it. he might do it he might fucking do it and unfortunately uh walter did go over um i think it was the right call I think uh, Walter needs to have a, a long run with that UK championship. But, man, this match was incredible. And guess what? This is a match that we're probably going to talk about at the end of the year, too. I, I put that on the you list. You put it on the list? I put it on the list, brother. I put it on the list. Sam, tell me about this that match. Was a five, that was a five-star match if I've ever seen one. And I, I'm sure Dave Meltzer will, will, will agree down the line. But Seven um, stars. I'll tell you what, man. I was thoroughly impressed by both of these guys. That guy, Tyler Bate, I already knew he could go. I didn't know that Walter had the cardio to go as long as 42 minutes. I wasn't, like, He's tracking good, how man. the match was He's going. Good. But I was sitting there. I was like, damn, this is a long-ass match. I enjoyed it from start to finish. Uh, like you said, they told a great story. I think we're definitely going to be revisiting that one at the end of the year. Um that's that's probably one of the best WWE produced matches of the year. I'll I'll say at least top three. You know, I like that take. I like yeah. that take. Uh, incredible match, and you know the only and it wasn't. This is nothing to do with the show. It's more like I kind of was waiting for like an announcement. I, I I was waiting for Triple H to announce like another UK takeover at the end of the year. That didn't happen. At least not that I saw. Was he there? Uh, uh, maybe he was there. I'm assuming. No, no, he was I'm there. saying like uh, on screen because I didn't see him. No, at he all. wasn't on screen. I know he did a Facebook Live post show because he usually does that. They always do. Apparently, that. he shit on Enzo and Cass at, <laughs> on that. Oh, uh, we'll, 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 we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. But um, we still was, got more. Yeah, we still got more, okay. bro. Okay. Um, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't uh, make an announcement for another uh, UK takeover. Maybe we'll get that in the coming uh, months, but. Uh, I enjoy this product, man. This is if you want an alternative, if you're into some gritty wrestling, 
Um, this is pretty much progress wrestling adjacent. That's pretty yeah. much what uh, NXT UK it is. Um, I enjoyed the show. Uh, top to bottom was a great card. I know some people were asking us what what show I enjoyed more, whether it was UK Takeover or All Out. I'm gonna say All Out, but by a very small portion, mm. I enjoyed it a little bit more because I same, feel like uh, I feel like All Out gave me a little bit more because okay. it was a longer show, and while Takeover was it was shorter on runtime, I feel mm. like All Out gave me a little bit more, but. When it comes to in-ring product-wise, yeah. they they're there. They like right next to each do, other. Do you think for the UK you needed a little bit more of like show? You know, no, no, like, no, like, no, no, like, no, no. But you were talking about Triple H coming out and and hyping up the next show. No, because it's two different type shows. Okay, NXT UK is NXT UK in many ways is different from NXT. Of course, it's a different product and it's more. Well, it's in the UK. It's Duh. more wrestling based, even no, compared to NXT. So it's just a different product, but like as a viewer, I just enjoyed All Out just a tad bit mm-hmm. more. Now, if it was Takeover UK going head to head or like on the same day as Double or Nothing, I would say Takeover UK. I just feel like All Out gave me just a tad bit more. Yeah. Uh, Sam, I'll say on a historical level, All Out definitely um, outshined NXT UK, uh, being that they crowned their their first champion and you know they're progressing with their storylines toward their their television show. Um, but NXT UK was right there with them, and I'll say they put on a hell of a show, mm-hmm. especially for me that's a very much a casual NXT UK uh, watcher. I don't know, any, like, I don't want to say I don't know any of these guys. I know Tyler Bay, I know Walter, I know the Pete Dunns and 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 things like that, uh, Mustache Mountain. But um, they they put on a show where I sat there and watched it for about two and a half hours, and I was thoroughly in, in, impressed by it, by every single match, and we got a match of the year candidate out of it. Um, I, it's just great to say, in one day, we got two match of the year candidates with the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks and Walter and Tyler Bate. I mean, wrestling is in a great place right now. It's a great time to be a fan. And you know, I'm just excited for the rest of the year. And that's and a and that's a has to come. And that's a great attitude to have. Like, why can't we just all enjoy different promotions, different wrestling? Like, yesterday was a fucking great day in wrestling. You had New Japan Royal Quest that we're not going to talk about that because I haven't watched it and it was live on the. Fight why not? Out. You didn't watch it? No, we didn't fucking watch it. And you didn't watch Jack shit. All right. I watched. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> By the way, people are saying it's time for new sound bites, so you need to change that one. Well, they could kiss my ass. I don't give a shit. I'm the one running the board, and that's it. Um, well, do it now. No, fuck it. You know what? Board. I'll give you. I'll you give you guys made the list. All right. Holla, Jericho. Um, dude, we gotta all just enjoy wrestling. Let's not always nitpick at everything. Like, I, I get. You know, we have some excitement as fans where we really want a fucking war and shit like that. But like, you're one of these people that are wanting to 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 see a company fail. Or see another company outdo another company. Like, come on. Like, what kind of a wrestling fan are you? Like, don't you understand when there's so much healthy promotions and they all have platforms? Like, we got yesterday where you had New Japan, NXT UK, and AEW have shows in one day. That's great. Yeah. That's great for the business. It gets us excited. Let's not. Let's stop with the negativity. Let's, let's stop bitching and moaning. Let's stop with the nitpicking. Let's stop being. Fickle! Fickle! <laughs> Cause that's the that you know, that's the wave that, that that some people are on right now. They want to bitch okay. about everything. But do you think that people just want to bitch and moan because they, my opinion matters. 
Do you think that it is that that kind of mentality? Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. No, no, but, and no but that's fine. But you can't bitch about everything. I, I think, for example, we talked about AEW commentary. Yeah. It was an improvement, and it was better than Double or Nothing. We're comparing shows here. Yeah, We're course. not comparing what WWE is doing. We're comparing you shows you can't, here. You can't. AEW is still trying to establish themselves. If we're going to fucking nitpick everything, like, to be honest with you, Not even it. with JR's hiccups, right? Yeah. Because he had a couple of them last of night. And we know he's not as crisp well, as he once was. Come on, Grandpa. But guess what? It was still enjoyable. It yeah. didn't take me away from the show, and it made me fucking laugh. Then of the course. fucking generic commentary that we get on Monday Night Raw. And and you know what? And I was talking to, uh, to Mario about this this morning. If you're going to really compare apples to apples, then compare the WWE back in the 80s when they first started doing TV. If you really want to compare AEW to oh, WWE, yeah. yeah, that's a good, that's a good. If point, you really though. want to go ahead and compare, compare it to when the first WrestleMania or the second or the third WrestleMania where they had issues with the closed caption. Again, you can't compare something that's been going on for thirty years to something that's been going on for what 30, 60, 90 days. You know what I mean? Like even yeah. though it's been a year since the the original All In, awesome hat by the way. Uh, but what you need to see is. You can't compare because it's not apples to apples. You can't compare it to the WWE. WWE is in another, another step. But just be happy because you can you can compare against itself. Was this all out better than than uh, Double or Nothing? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's only getting better. It, it was night and day. Exactly. It was night and day. And we're not talking about Fighter Fest or Fight mm -hmm. for the Fallen because it was B side shows. Even though Fighter Fest was good, yeah. and I even enjoyed that show more than Double or Nothing. But those are B side shows. Compared to like big events, yeah, that's like bragging night, rights and WrestleMania. Night and day, mm -hmm. the change, and you couldn't yeah. nitpick the the commentary or whatever, or, or some people were complaining about camera angles. Listen, watch they're double. They're comparing about camera watch, angles because they don't know what the fuck they're looking watch at. Watch double or nothing. It's night and day. Of course, it's night and day. But again, it's people trying to look for something to bitch and moan about. We need to. If we, you got something to bitch and moan about, look at yourself at your fucking life, and then bitch and moan about that shit. You're watching this for entertainment. You're not going to go and watch the rock movie and say, oh, my God, the car cannot fly that much. You're just picking to bitch, to moan, and bitch and moan. By the way, by the way, Fast and Furious 6, I learned this this week, that final scene, you know, where they're in the, like, they're following the airplane? Yeah. If it was real, the runway would have been 34 miles long. So people probably bitch and moan about that, too. No. Remember when the plane was supposed they to take off? They won't bitch your because that's a movie. What are you talking about, Leo? <laughs> Fast and Furious 6. You remember the end scene where, like, they're following the airplane? And oh, the airplane's yeah, supposed yeah, to yeah. take off? That was, like, about 25 minutes of them following that airplane? If that was for Sam, real, Sam's it would have been 34 miles long. Sam's face says it all. So, again, people bitch and moan just to bitch and moan. All right. Um... Oh, let's, love you. let's talk about Enzo and Cass because there was a little rumor that came Fuck out this Enzo week. Fuck Enzo and Cass. All right. <laughs> Couple haters. We haven't used that in a while. Uh, yeah, for the people that are bitching about the soundboard. Yeah. You know? Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. Anyways, do it, do it um, <laughs> anyways, so there's a little rumor that came out that Enzo and Cass, there was speculation that they might eventually make their return for NXT for or whatever. For Wencho. Um, WWE shot down those rumors, and then Cass mm -hmm. went online you know, saying idiots, and he had like the, the, the laughing emoji. Um, now, it's speculation. It's yes. a fucking rumor, so let's talk about it. Spanish. Sam, what's your thoughts if this rumor comes out to be true or what's your thoughts on the potential if there is any any signs of Enzo and Cass returning to WWE in any way, shape, or form? 
I I feel like they're both making steps to try and um, clean themselves up a little bit um, to try and make a better impression on wrestling fans. Uh, Enzo just had a match in Poughkeepsie. Um, I'm trying to think who he wrestled, and he uh, came Brian out. Brian like Pillman, a... some jabroni. It was Brian yeah. Pillman Jr. and the match was not good. You said it wasn't good. No. Enzo, not Cass. Enzo had a match with Brian Pillman Jr. It was for yeah. Northeast Wrestling, and the match wasn't good. It was a shit show. It was a shit show? Mm-hmm. He came out, like, different. He looked like Raven, a Jace. Yeah, and then uh, you got Cass that's trying to, like, really be, like, a spokesperson for mental health, and that's great for him. Shout out to him for doing that. And mm-hmm. He looks great right now. He looks uh, amazing. Yeah. He, looked yeah. Better. he looks better now than he did in the WWE. He looks yeah, better absolutely. now than he looked at, in uh, Ring of Honor when he did the little run-in. <laughs> you think about the last time we saw him in person, Mario, and oh, just man. think about night and day. I couldn't even recognize about- him in Philly. I, we were actually... Um, Sam and I were actually in Philly at the House of Hardcore show where... Uh, Cass had the seizure, and man, I honestly thought it was a fan that had a seizure. I couldn't even recognize him. I had no clue it was yeah. Big Cass. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a scary situation there, and um, you know, if they are, they're obviously serious about their profession. They're obviously serious about their careers. Um, you know, they may have taken it for granted when they had it, which is unfortunate. And I hope that they find a home. You know, whether it be in NXT, whether it be in Ring of Honor, and, you know, they could be great heels or whatever, but uh, I, I just wish the best for those guys because they were fucking entertaining to me. They, they, they were funny, bro. They used to make me pop all the time, laugh all the time and shit like that. In Ring, yeah, they need work. They need to, they need to shine that shit up a little bit. Then they the need- bell rang. Yeah, ding, then, ding, ding, yeah ding. and then the bell rang. They need but, to polish it up. But but wasn't that Enzo all along, though? Sorry, C- Sam. Cass was okay at best. Yes. Cass Sorry, was Sam. okay at best. Yeah. Enzo was... Enzo was like that, basically. Enzo was Enzo. <laughs> Enzo looked really good, and then ding, ding, yeah. ding, and uh, I got a concussion. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Cass, I, I love that, that he's, you know, he's on the right path now, and he, he's speaking about um, mental health and... He's on the right track. Um, Enzo's always going to be Enzo. I mean, I, I, I'm i not going to go as positive and optimistic as Stam because, you know, that's my gimmick. I always go a little bit left. I'm not always as optimistic as him. Um, do I want to see him on my TV? No, personally. But, I'll be, <laughs> but I will be lying to you guys if I said that they're not entertaining okay. as a unit. Because so, so... they are entertaining. I think if it if if it's for the right place and time if it works out Mm -hmm. for the right moment cool but like do we really need him in nxt now no we don't okay so let's say you just give enzo a mic and let kaz work on his stuff right don't have enzo in the ring so enzo's the manager have enzo as the manager Mm -hmm. i like that i like that too i'll be okay with that i'll be cool too i like that idea too just keep enzo away from a ring and i'm not saying that if they do get another shot at the WWE in any way, shape, or form, I'm like, oh, fuck this shit. I'm not saying that either. Yeah. But let, let's look at the landscape here. You know, forget the, the rumor is going to NXT. That's the, yeah. the quote-unquote rumor. That, like, do we really need them with the roster they have? No, not in NXT. Because we don't see everybody on the NXT roster. We you, don't. Need a, you need them more on the main roster than you need them on NXT. If yeah. you're looking at it. Enzo got some baggage with them. No, no, but but 
aside from the baggage, mm-hmm. like for the casual fan that doesn't go in and look at the dirt sheets and know what you know what Enzo and Kaz are doing, just for you to sit down and you're a WWE mark and you see Enzo and Kaz show up to the main roster, you would want to watch them if you're just that casual fan. You know what I mean? But if you're looking at it, you have the main roster is kind of thin right now in the sense that, like Sammy was saying from the beginning, where Seth Rollins is not the face. He's not pulling everything together on his own. Somehow he made a number one in the PWI 500. Based on last year. Let's be real on that because I looked at that too. It's a creative thing, bro. I feel like with the Seth Rollins thing, Mm -hmm. they just booked him really fucking terribly. They booked him like shit. And that guy, he had so much momentum going into WrestleMania 35. And after SummerSlam, we're we're looking at him like, "Eh." Well, okay, let's be honest here. You compare the momentum he had going into WrestleMania 35 to WrestleMania 34. At 34, he should have been the one facing Brock instead of Roman. Yeah. And by the time we got to 35... I mean, yeah, he was still getting pops. He was there, but not as over no. as he was the year before that. We yeah, should have got, we should have right, gotten that match at thirty-four. They cashed on the Seth Rollins train a little bit too late. Yeah, because that win at Mania did nothing for him. The match that we got at SummerSlam now—that's the match that we should have gotten at Mania. Uh, Mario, I'd rather have Enzo and Caso. Uh, in the WWE TV than letting the writers throw guys together who have spotty histories at tag team guys. Yeah. Rude and uh, <laughs> and Ziggler. Yeah. They look good, though. They look good, but it just it just show. Okay, so what we're talking about now is uh, the, yeah. the tag team turmoil that happened, and now we're going to completely ignore that the I watch cl- wrestling. We completely ignore that the club, you know, that the Good Brothers just lost their tag titles. Now they got to go through a tournament, right? Attack- and that was a double elimination. Uh, then, you know, then we get a double elimination, yet... Fucking the week before that, we get Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins like, hey, let's get a tag team title match. Oh, sure. Let's get it. We're booked. So what's the logic behind that? Like, let's be real. They don't give a shit about the tag team division. That's why LAX, Ortiz, and Santana are smart for not going to the WWE. P-N-P. No, P-N-P. We'll, we'll wait until they, they actually start okay. using that name. So we'll go with P-N-P then. Kind of sounds like Ben. Okay. Just shut your mouth. Ben. Uh, uh, Sam, what's your thoughts on... on what happened on Raw with the tag team titles and you it could know. be Puerto Ricans in prison. <sighs> Sorry. Anyway, I'm just gonna ignore that. No! <laughs> no! Um, I think that it's shit, bro. I think it's really shit. Rude obviously could do more. Ziggler can obviously do more. They're booked terribly now. They're now they're a tag team. It's very Mr. Perfect and Rick Rude Jace to me. Yes. Um, uh, I know they're telling a story. They're going somewhere. This this is less to do with the tag titles and more to do with Braun Strowman and Seth and creating that, that tension for the next pay-per-view. But, um, man, just you got you got great talent in, in the tag division right now. And just to, you know, throw it to the wayside, just to tell – a story that could have probably been told a different way without the tag titles. We don't need the tag titles for this. Yeah, I feel like that's irresponsible. As as a poker, <laughs> it is. Like, Vince doesn't give a shit about the tag division. It's good yeah, shit. It, the way that the creative works, it, it pretty much can make or break a guy's career. So 
they really need to to step up their game and think outside the box when it comes to these storylines because this is a storyline that's been done a million times we've talked about it before mm-hmm. do love and stone cold did this before um Shawn michaels and stone cold did this before um Cena and Shawn Michaels did it before. Cena and Batista. The list could go on and on. Batista. Yeah. So you take the two top guys, the number one contender and your champion, and you put the tag team titles on them. Oh, how will they ever coexist? And, you know, if... I don't know. It's just... It's it's terrible. Terrible. Um, But it looks like where we're going for Hell in a Cell is we're going to get Bray Wyatt versus either Seth or... Or Braun. Well, let's talk yeah. about Bray Wyatt because we haven't really touched on Bray Wyatt in a in a long form. So let's just do it now. The rumors going around that Bray Wyatt will be challenging whoever is Universal Champion at Hell in a Cell. Um, this is the rumor, just speculation. First of all, let, let's just praise WWE at least for what they're doing with the Fiend Bray Wyatt because the less we see of him, it's the more uh, better for the character. So you know we gotta praise WWE for that. We character ch- is great and the entrance is great everything is great about that I-, I will say if the plan is to see a Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins feud the crowd is going to completely turn on Rollins they're going to yeah. want Bray to get that title Yeah, they're going to be ruined for Bray no matter what Bray does even when Bray's attacking the legends Bray's getting cheered yeah yeah, absolutely. I think that the better story to be told there is the one with Braun Strowman because Strowman came in as the black sheep of the Wyatt family. He was a former Wyatt member. Yeah, and they had a little bit of tit for tat on Twitter, and I feel like you could really tell a great fucking story with those two. Um, Seth Rollins, exactly what you said. If they put him in that in that spot against Bray Wyatt, complete complete turn. Everybody's going to be booing the shit out of him. So. Bitch, <laughs> that's right. That's pretty, that's pretty much it. Um. So now that that one would make sense with Sammy saying. So of course you know they're gonna go totally a different way. And, and you're gonna and, get Seth. And to add on to what Sam's saying too, I mean, if you hear the pops for both Strowman and Rollins, yeah. I think Strowman gets the bigger pop. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. That's another guy that they're they're waiting a little too long to you know set that fire going you know what i mean i mean i feel like that guy should have at least held the title one time by now just to see where he would have wound up with it you know while, because while the booking for the fiend has been good and i praise over the the only tweak that i would do is if we're going to if we're not going to see the fiend every week which i don't think we should see him every week i think we need to see more uh firefly funhouse vignettes that's what i would like to see at least one show sam what's your thoughts <laughs> I think we'll start to see those vignettes again after the next pay per view. Uh, what what is it? Clash of Champions. Clash That's of Champions, one? which is that yeah. it falls on the same day as the Triple A show in Hulu Theater. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So Triple uh, A kind of shot themselves in the foot with that one. Yeah, but that's a throwaway pay per view for WWE. So I mean, it, if I were in a better position uh, time wise, I would definitely want to. Uh, you know, spend my money and, and go to AAA that night instead of watch Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman not get along in a tag match. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then later <laughs> later try to figure it out in a singles. But, um, yeah, I, I think we'll start to see more of the Firefly Funhouse leading into Hell in a Cell because that's when I think that we're actually going to see, like, the formal uh, challenge uh, from Bray Wyatt to 
I'm going to go with Seth Rollins on this one. I feel like he's going to wind up beating Braun some way, somehow. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see where they go with it, just because I think that they see that Seth is kind of floundering right now, and they're going to put the title on, on Bray immediately because they know they have something there. You know, um, I'm sure. Listen, uh, I'm sure Seth Rollins and, and Strowman will have a decent, good match, but I just have no interest on this feud. Um, I think it was a mistake putting the tag title on, on them. I get the story they're trying to tell, but I'm just not invested in it. So uh, I'll be going yeah. to AAA. And speaking about AAA, um, it looks like they they have joined forces with Impact Wrestling because now Impact Wrestling is helping promote this show because Tessa Blanchard mm-hmm. and Taya Valkyrie will be uh, facing off for um, what's the title on AAA? La, La Reinas, Reina de, la... de Reinas. Yeah, uh, championship. Um, so Impact will be helping Queen on of the... Queens. Impact will be helping them on the promotion end. Um, I hope they get a good crowd. I'm not betting on it, but we got to wait and see. Uh, We're going to get a good crowd. I hope so. I hope Me so. Me too. Um, Better than Ring of Honor. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see, Leo. We'll see. Um, one last note. Uh, New Japan announced that uh, the G1 Climax for 2020 will be taking place in the fall due to uh, – Tokyo Olympics. Um, this is going to be interesting because now we're going to get the G1 Climax literally like right before Wrestle Kingdom. Like it's not going to be like that long gap where we have like a series of shows and like their big shows before uh, Wrestle Kingdom. So um, this should be very, very interesting. Uh, Sam, you got any thoughts on the G1 in 2020 or not really? Um, it's, it's weird that the Olympics is going to shift something like that. I mean, I know the Olympics is a huge deal and everything like that, but I don't I don't picture people that go to the Olympics and wrestling fans in the same but it is what it is. I'm sure it's it's got to do with more of like it has hotels to do with, and things it has like to do that, with like booking it has to do with the, with the venues. That's what venues, it has to do. Venues, yeah. Yeah, so um yeah, that's that's all. That's that's my only take on it is um yeah, uh, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll we'll wait in a year and see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um yeah. Leo we are done with the list. You got any plugs and? LosRadio.com. You guys can follow us. You can download the app where you get everything from uh, Lucha Outsiders, everything from Futboleo, everything that we have going on. If you want to go ahead and do a show, it doesn't have to be wrestling related. It could be any type of show. You can go ahead and reach out to us. LosRadio.com written out everywhere on social media. And if you know a DJ, because everybody's a DJ nowadays, especially if they have DJ in their name on social media, Send them our way. Info at losradio.com. We are building our music part of the app where you can go ahead and uh, promote yourself and promote with us. There you go. Got it. Sammy Suplex. What's going on? Um, my plugs are go follow up at Flippy Jobber on Instagram. That's uh, my weekly shout out uh, for the for the week. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Sammy Suplex on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow at Lucha Outsiders and uh, at Los Radio, man. Dot com. What's up, Mario? <laughs> Dot com. Got to add that. Dot com. Yeah, because somebody else has Los Radio. That's right. All right. Uh, you can follow me at Rated R since 87, but make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, keep up with our content, news, comedy, um, pissing comedy. people yeah, we know we put comedic stuff on there, you know, pissing people off, which I love to do. Um, and, you know, if you miss anything on today's episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast version. And also, don't be. Fickle! 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 All right. Guys.
Very interesting show, people. Very interesting show. Fickle. Yo, man. Wrestling fans are fickle, uh, dude. Uh, wrestling fans are fucking fickle. They want to bitch about everything, complain about the smallest things. You can't bitch and moan about bitch and moan. Pretty much. I have no idea what Sam just said. He said, it was a great weekend in wrestling. And, and, and you know what? We got to enjoy it. Which that's the thing. At the end of the day, you want to be able to enjoy what, the wrestling that's going on. Right? So just stop bitching and moaning. Watch whatever you like because there's a lot of things out there that you can watch. And if you don't like it, don't watch it. People, people just don't like the truth. That's the problem. They always want to change the narrative, you know? Yeah. Who, who is that guy again? Oh, well, Sunil. I, <laughs> <laughs> who is no, that guy? Nah, I like, I like Sunil. I there, like there Sunil. was a whole bunch of people. By there, the way, was, there, was a, there was a bunch of people, not even in my page, but even yeah. shout-outs to the, the Royal Ramble on Instagram. People yeah. are getting on his page, too, like, oh, that wasn't that great. Like, you guys are just wanting for a company to fail. At the end of the day, if they got you talking about it, they're doing their job. They are gonna get better from here people there you go let's enjoy it it's a positive great time Sammy. in wrestling yeah, positive, positive but it's a great time in wrestling yeah well sam don't drop any <laughs> hand trucks sammy hand truck <laughs> he's like come on yes, man come on. oh god all right for the old man leo for sammy suplex that is not in the building yours truly mr rated r keep it rated r and stay too sweet and go fuck yourself. Good night. <laughs> 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 and good night. <laughs> <laughs>